no, a severed head. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. You'd love it. You'd love it. The further I got into it, the more I liked it. You're going to have to listen to this crazy man. I'm so mad, I don't even know what to say. Horny as hell. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Weed is good. Toke up. In the chat, is he smoking weed? If you're for it, you're a son of a If you're against it, you're a son of a You better be streaming sats. So good. Oh, shit, yes. This shit ain't nothing to me, man. Reach for my neck. You'll get turned into an example. That's right, we don't waste no time. You know us. All business. No pleasure. Who's got time for... Who's got time for... Nah, who am I kidding? We got all the time in the world, man. It's Tuesday night. Better be feeling all right. That's the sound of feeling pretty damn good. It is January 23rd, by the way, in the year of our Lord 2024, and live from FEMA Region 7, listen to Bull After Bull, I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City, and I'm Dame DeLorean, and you're in the bowl, the bowler that you are. And we're just talking a little little tiny bit over a, a slightly quieter music bed. What we're doing. Yeah. That's it. Slightly quieter. A little bit. Just comfortable, you know? We wanna be popping over that thing. We wanna be dominating that sound. So while we're talking, it's not even around. Oh man, how the hell are you, Lauren? I'm doing very well. How are you? <laughs> you know, can't complain, but sometimes I still do. Sometimes I still do. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> you oh. just keep on keeping on. That's lay what me, you do. <laughs> lay me down gently. Lay me Sorry. down gently. <laughs> I'm new. I'm new here. <laughs> hey, who's that new girl you got on the uh, intro slider thing? Huh? It's me. She got any training or what? No. Oh, you didn't give me the hand signal. I gave you one of these. What do you want? Oh, yeah. Oh, you were just, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> Something really obvious. Just bring him back a little. Just a little uh, uh, yeah. The magic little diddle fingers. Well, you know. <laughs> I missed it. I missed oh, it, man. Good God. Well, you know what? What? In a couple bowls from now, it'll be perfect. And this will just be a laughing matter. Yeah, you're right. I know, I know. <laughs> like it already yeah, is. This literally <laughs> is the training. Yeah. 295 is the training for 296. That's right. Well, we have a new component. That we're rocking and rolling with. It's true. We're just trying shit out. We don't know what the hell we're doing. It's probably an incredibly bad idea. 
but we spun up a owncast server uh for live video. Okay. Yeah. So I'm uh don't don't tell Booberry, but I'm not I'm not gonna put it on the feed yet. I'm not record I'm not even recording the video part. Okay. Yeah. So. That's my dirty little secret. It's not even recording. It's not saved. It's not backing up anywhere. It's not hogging a server. It's not uh it's it's just a little baby step right now. Yep. We're testing shit out. I don't even know if I can keep this up for a whole show. I don't know what my computer can do. I don't know how many resources it hogs. But if you want to see a, a, a cute little pale girl and some uh, freaky looking dude with a mustache, <laughs> that now is available at owncast.bullafterbull.com for trial run for a little uh, whatever we're doing. I don't know. It's this uh, little tiny thing. We don't know where it will go. We don't know if it's even worth it. We don't know what to do with it. Uh, but we're, we're, we're all listening, listening to this together. Okay? That's right. Yeah. So uh, Playing, learning, having trying, a great time. I'm trying to see what kind of value add it might be able to bring. Yeah. Um, Nick the Rat, obviously, is like the uh, OBS live video stream master of disaster. And always makes it look groovy. Uh, I definitely want to get like an IRC overlay with the transparency in the background. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure we've even had a conversation about that at one point. And like, to show boosts or comments from the IRC to show from the IRC. Yeah, yeah that would be yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, also, I think if I get boost after boost back in here, C Dubs, can you send me that uh, list of dependencies, man? <laughs> Paging uh, I'm just missing some sort of Python package. I've installed it in every friggin' fathomable Python version. I even did like the fucking 3.94, 3.95, like the little hair splitting bullshit. Which you know, it's just not where you were, it's not where you want to be. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. I wanna see that. I wanna see that uh, boost after boost boy back in the chat. Uh, mainly so that chat will stop bugging me about it. I know. Is that so too much to ask? Value spoiled. It's just the chat, man. We give them all these silly little technologies, and then when they fail, they're like, Hey, man, where's my shit? I was promised a boost spot, you know? I don't even like the show. I just look at the boost spot. It's cool. <laughs> I don't even smoke pot, man. You guys are fucking stupid. Uh. I just like the boost spot. We I, all love the boost. It's, it's hard to blame you. It's not like you're wrong, chat. You're you're not wrong. It's just uh, it makes me uncomfortable because it reflects my failure as a man. <laughs> is that what this is? To a keep, failure as a man? Yes. To keep the yeah, absolutely. To keep the boost after boost spot in the IRC chat. I've I've uh, I've let myself down. I've let down God and others, and uh, do better. That's what I need to do is better. Oh, you're doing pretty damn good this year. I'll figure it out. We'll talk about the Ring of Fire later if you really want to talk about how big of a failure I am. Uh, but. Blame me. Hey, Friday night was all right. Yeah, it was. <laughs> a little office Christmas party action. Hell yeah. I, you, you gave me 12 hours notice about that. I had 13, so. That's pretty cool. Tried to tell you as soon as I uh, it, re-remembered. It's a good thing we know how to roll with the punches. <sighs> I clean up pretty well. Yeah, I love dragging you to parties. Yeah. I gotta say. 
It's so fun because I'm never, a party girl. You never want to go. <laughs> never want to go. But then I have fun once I'm there. And then you always have a good time. Yeah, and I make other people smile. And, and that's you know what you it's got, all about. I'm always like interested to see like what you're gonna do. Like we, oh, I know, I know. If I drag you to a party, then you're going to maybe like do some minimal makeup to where like no one can really tell, but I can tell. And you're gonna do something different with your hair. And you pulled out the straightener for the first time in fucking eons. Yeah, probably a decade. And I was very all, careful with my hair. You went all uh, Shelly Duvall on it or whatever. Looking like The Shining. Oh, great. Hopefully not the old lady in the Oh, bathroom. not the old lady in the bath. No, no. When she's horrified while the axe is busting. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's a good look, too. Did you get the little bangs? The little, like, kind of uh, thin, straight bangs going up for it? Yeah. yeah. My hair is back to all natural. That's the one. <laughs> Wavy. I am uh, a good boy, according to the chat. So Aww. <laughs> uh, the chat. Yeah, it was a very compliant party. I love when the chat lies to me. It really boosts my ego. Uh, first thing you do when you walk in to the office Christmas party is you get it slapped with a name tag. Oh my God, the name tag, yeah. Is the bane of my existence. It's good though. It's helpful for me because I am shit with names. Yeah, and you have a virtual work environment. So you work with people, but not really. Yeah. That's a little weird. I don't know if anybody's experienced this in virtual work settings or virtual any settings. Uh, in fact, our topic tonight is the first time I ever did a video call. So we're interested to hear that, 816-607-3663. But um, if you've ever kind of gotten to know people over some kind of a virtual video environment, and then you meet them in person, it's always weird. It's not quite as weird as, say, you see somebody you've always heard on the radio. Oh, sure. And then yes. you see them at like a concert promoting something, or uh, you meet a podcaster that you've only heard, and now you meet them. Something like that. It's close to that eerie, but it's a little bit unsettling because the uh, face is always the same. So you always instantly recognize the people when you meet them. But the dimensions are unguessable, right? <laughs> Short people, tall people, fat people, thin people. Like It's all kind of mostly equaled out when you're just a talking head on a video call. And then you meet people in person, you're like, damn. Your dimensions were unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they've seen pictures of uh, my face, <laughs> they would have been very confused with my size. I was still the smallest person there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Par usual. Yeah. I'm not sure if we've been in a room where someone was shorter than you. I've met a few m midgets in my time. Wow. You really uh, stumbled over that one. Yeah. A few mama. -ma? A few mama -ma midgets. My fellow midgets. I don't remember what they like to be called. I think they call themselves midgets. Short stacks. Small people. Dwarves. Elves. I don't know. Elves are tall and slender. Oh. Common misconception. Unless it's like uh, Santa's elves, I guess. Yeah. What's up with that? Garden gnomes. Yeah. He's really got gnomes, doesn't he? They're like toy gnomes. Mm, I don't know. You know, fairies. Fairies are a tricky crew that come in many assortments and... Definitely worth reading into. Lots of fairies around these days. No doubt about that. Yeah. I once revealed that I was a fairy to a human back in college. Scared the lights out of <laughs> oh him. Oh, my God. Some guy made some comment about how small I was. And my just knee-jerk reaction was, 
psh, you're the only one that can see me. I'm a fairy. And then I skipped away. <laughs> and it's college, so nobody looks at you. So it really worked out, probably. Yep. Exactly. Nice. But yeah, this party. Party was kicking. It was great. The funnest and most hilarious thing that happened at the party. And well, there were a few things that were kind of cool, but uh, mostly just getting hammered for free. The, the white elephant gift exchange was just uh, like a week before ish. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe a week and a half. I don't know. It's hard. You know, I've got this big brain fog uh, smash in the timeline from the Mothman's uh, fluttering in here and bending time and space and reality itself. So I'm pretty sure it was before he came that we had the office, <laughs> the office white elephant exchange, right? You'd ever do a white elephant gift exchange. There's like an order you draw for, and then you go in order and you can pick any gift or you can steal. And there's always like a different stealing rule. Like that's where the most tweakage happens. Like, can you steal? How many times can you steal? What's the stealing like? So there was like a two steal limit on all the things. And I never steal. And I commented on that <laughs> at the beginning. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really a steely guy. I never really steal, you know? And then I, uh, it got to my turn. I was like seventh from the end, something out of 22, I think. I don't remember. feels like nine years ago. But uh, anyway, it's my turn. I'm looking around and I'm like, you know what? There's this, I've learned since that it's called a boning knife. Right? Oh. Yeah. Right up my alley. Good for boning. Yeah. Not up that alley, but you know what I'm saying. I have a little knife while you're boning. I thought, <laughs> great. It's, it looks like a weird kind of halfway Buffy the Scepter Slayer weapon at the end. Oh, know? yeah, her axe or yeah. whatever. It's like curved and uh, all kind of weird. and does look like that. Makes you look like uh, you've read about Vikings at some point in your life. Uh, so anyway, I was like, you know what? That's a pretty cool gift. Uh, fuck trying to pick one. I'm just going to grab that. <clears throat> so I stole the, the boning knife from a fella. And then the fifth to the last dude stole it from me. Is by like direct uh, manager, supervisor, uh, daddy man, whatever you want to call it. Womp womp. He stole it from me, and that was the second steal, so he was safe with it. Mm. So I was like, ah, shit. I went and picked a different present, uh, and as soon as this one cap, who's like the main sales guy or the main recruiter, he was like, oh, that's the one I brought. I was like, yes, because I knew it was liquor. <laughs> nice. And I opened it up, and sure enough, it's a bottle of Old Granddad. Ooh. Uh, the Hive Proof, like, 12-year, nice one. Single barrel, whatever. Like, extra special Old Granddad, not just, like, their regular whatever. Uh, so that was cool. And it was I'm the liquor, man. <laughs> better than the boning knife. I have not cracked it uh. open yet, but I know it's better than the boning knife. Anyway, we're at this party on Friday. The office holiday party. And uh, while we're eating... It was catered barbecue. Uh, mm -hmm. Dude comes up behind me so and sets the boning knife down on the table right in front of me. He's <laughs> like, here you go, man. He yeah. gave me that boning knife. So basically, I got the two best presents at the White Elephant. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. His wife looked real happy that he was giving that away to someone. <laughs> what is this piece of shit you're bringing to my house? <sighs> that was a fun surprise. Yeah. Quite epic. You should have it down here in the bowl. I should. I should be swinging it around. You should be swinging it around, around right now the, as you're uh, talking about feed. it. You're right. I actually, it's on that table, isn't it? In it? In it? Ah, my, I can't see that far. I think it's over there on that table, to be honest with you. <sighs> wow. Well, only one way to find out, and that's for one of us to get off yeah, our ass that sounds and like, wander away from the microphone. That sounds unlikely. Uh, what was likely Wait. was. 
I have another Christmas party story. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't let me segue away from your anecdote. <laughs> I Ellen beats the crap out of someone. Oh, you Ellen beats the guy. I yeah, Ellen beats that. the guy. Give him the Ellen beat down. Uh, yeah. One of your coworkers was talking about how crappy the algorithm is at Shitify and saying that there's some AI assistant that made a playlist just for him and it was called Roller Rink Vibes, <laughs> but it had everything from ABBA to, you know, like sixth grade dance music. This didn't make me feel like I was on cocaine at all. Yeah, no bueno. And I said... If you're into music discovery, you should check out this site, lnbeats.com or ellenbeats, like the lady, ellenbeats.com. And he was kind of like, oh, yeah. And what do you listen to on there? He started name dropping bands. Of oh course, God, Abel and the so Wolf is awkward, the second bro. one I brought up after um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Survival Guide. Lorian is shilling <laughs> my band to. The uh, one of the people I work with the closest, as though she's got no affiliation. Yeah, and so I'm just standing there like, the way that you brought it up was in a way that I couldn't really just be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's my band, that's what I'm drumming, you know, bro. Yeah, you should listen. This is my band. Although it probably would have made him even more likely to look it up. Yeah, well, but I just I don't know. It's like it feels so weird, you know. I'm like, eh, he, huh. his eyes were kind of glazing over anyway, and I could tell I was losing him. At that point, when I'm telling him Abel yeah, and the Wolf, he was like three, he was asking four some deep questions. Too, you know? he was He's like, there. "Is it Abel like Abel and Cain?" I said, "No, it's Abel like Abel bodied." Isn't that the same <laughs> spelling? No, I thought A B E L is Abel and Cain, and A B L E is I'm Abel. Oh, maybe you're right. I am willing and able. Uh, but anyway, then I was. He had just been talking about uh, the Punk Goes Crunk album earlier, <sighs> so I said. You know, there's bands on there you've probably heard of, like Skate Nigs, Chore Boy. I said, Pete Lee's got a project on there. He's like, oh, wait, Pete Lee, like, Guar? I said, yeah, that's the guy. That's yeah. the one. I said, you're going to want to look up the death of rock and roll. And he wrote that shit down and got in his car and left. It, it was right before we were leaving. I'll, uh, the I'll, LN beats down. I'll re-bring it up at the Thursday uh, powwow. How about that? Cool. And you should tell him that Temples and all of their instrumental music would be perfect for his D&D campaign if he needs some background music. Ooh, I will tell him so, that because he'll actually really care Yeah, he's deeply a, about that. He's a DM. Yeah. A, a fantastic one, too, I might add. Yeah. And that's where your new boning knife should go, too. <laughs> to the campaign house. You want to bring my... Boning knife to the uh, D&D sesh with my buds. Yeah, why not? You have a dwarf in your troop, in your party. Yeah. So they could be his. I don't know. It looks like a dwarven <clears throat> weapon to me. Dwarves like boning, right? Yeah. That's canon. Canon. Everybody knows that. Uh, What else? Other oh, than that oh. party. We started, we started cleaning out your uh, nightmare chamber. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm. My office. <laughs> I mean your wow. office. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> We've kept the energy alive and flowing since boobs came through. Yeah. Which is awesome. He really kicked our asses into shape. I don't know. Got something internally moving again. And we've just been kicking ass. And you, you boo-buried me with the totes. 
You know, you were like, let's get in here. Yep. Let's sort like things into like boxes and whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to, you know, apply what I learned. Yeah, you did. You've one been of my favorite fantastic. pastimes. One of my favorite pastimes. Okay, let's <laughs> apply what we've learned. I have been eliminating items with extreme prejudice. Just, I don't know. I took probably, what, 12 bags to donate the other day. Yeah, it was a big old load, man. <laughs> I had all my... You're killing it. I'm keeping my costumes, guys. Don't worry. I have I have clothes. <laughs> I don't wear them into the bowl, but I have clothes. You know, for uh, emergencies. Yeah. In fact, too much. So I went through clothes a lot. I only wear so much. You know, if I had less clothes, there'd be less laundry. And so that's what I'm thinking at this point in time. That, that might be true. But we're also highly motivated because our girls want their own bedroom, which I don't blame them. Yeah. Four kids in one room is... A lot. That's going to happen. And so we're moving. Uh, they should be in there soon. End of the month. No doubt. So that's exciting. That's been good. And thanks again, Boobery. What a hero. You rock. What a legend. What a <laughs> dude. I saw that he got his headphones. Thank God. Yes. Thanks, God. I felt like a nudge about that, but. I was just excited the girls wanted to write notes to him. Yeah. I, I was saw- packing up his headphones and I sent him some copies of Metal. M. Andrew Jones book, mm, yeah. which you should check out if you haven't read it at mandrewjones.com. Value or, for value book. Uh, ask me how you can buy a copy directly to your door for sets. That's right. Because I have a plan for that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm packing it up and Ray and Asina both were like, is that Booberries? Yeah. You're sending him that box? Yeah. Can we write to him? <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. That's great. I'm glad that you want to write a letter. This is good practice. Showing initiative. How do I like we it. start a letter? Dear Booberry. <laughs> yep. That's perfect. Broke his heart, though, I think. But oh. we'll fix it. We'll patch it back up. <laughs> Oopsie. Uh, virtual hugs. Well, I literally hugged my mic. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. But there you go, boobs. Uh, What else? What else? Ooh, a surprise kind of... Invite to Bear Snares podcast. Oh, yeah. My Friends Hate Freedom. That was last night. That was great. It is, as of this moment, not available, the recorded version, okay? So stay out of my email about it. <laughs> I will let everybody know once it's published. Bear Snares is going to tell me. And I'm going to tell all of you, like, in the same moment. Right yeah. when I see it, right when I find out, right when, I, right when it goes live and he lets me know, then I'm going to let you know. And then we will all know. Together. Yeah, but in the meantime, you can check out his music and his podcast at thebearsnare.com. Yeah, you got to check it out. Yeah. You will recognize it if you listen to Homegrown Hits. We did have the opportunity to stream it on our stream, which was cool. So mm-hmm. at least there was that. And uh, goofed around on this owncast thing, tested things out. Still kind of in the testing stage. I don't know what, like I said before, is going to be the ultimate look of that but we hope to evolve it make it cool i don't know any suggestions though are welcome either in the chat or show at bull after bull.com goes to both of us yeah i'm sure someone in the chat will say show bobs uh <laughs> wishful thinking <laughs> well, upcoming this sunday battle of the douchebags season two episode two hell yeah with me and you me and you and, and- Mary Kate Ultra and make heroism. That's too. right. I was going to see who held out longest. William a chicken. Mary Kate Ultra comes from inside the eyes. I heard that. Yeah. 
I heard that. It's going around. I, I was trying to decide if that f- like hurt or felt really, really, really good. I think the second thing. Probably both at the same time. Ooh. I'm just worried about her douchebag coming from inside the eyes at me. That's the thing, man. Well, I'm also I've excited. Been, I've been, I had my eyes set on my douches for like a couple months now, at least. Maybe two or three months I've known. And uh, they were still picking the last time I asked, so I still don't know who I'm up against. It's kind of making uh, me a little bit nervous, a little bit nervous. But I'm bringing uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, tied in for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, a, a really big time douche, uh, especially lately. <laughs> yeah. Especially lately. And Better I, known as Mr. Pfizer. I've got the clips to back it up. And then, oh man, I didn't even know how big of a douche he was when I picked him, but I knew he was a huge douche, and holy shit, he's... Actually, uh, exceeding my expectations, David Cross, every, everyone. Um, I got to, I, with some of the things I found from David Cross, bro, I think that he has a solid shot at taking the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. That's what I think. I was getting perturbed it's listening t- to you. It's Cliff. tough because I think both of my douches. If you already hate David Cross, you hate David Cross. But I think that my, a lot of people who even know who David Cross is probably don't. Because they like some like characters he's been. And I don't think very many people even know who the hell Travis Kelsey is mm-hmm. who aren't super sports ball fans, which is like, you know, probably a lot of the, the Battle of Douchebags audience. Or fans of my douche. Or fans of your douche. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough for me because there's not a lot of pre-hate on my side, I don't think. But the clips really tell the story. So you're going to want to not miss it right after No Agenda live on Sunday. Yeah, around 4.20 p.m. Central. That's right. Uh, you want to know my douches? I do. I was just about to ask. I'm bringing Neil Diamond. It's very douchey. That's a personal <laughs> And I'm bringing Taylor Swift. Mm, very douchey. Living with your douche. Yeah. They are uh, uh, making a... a a douche future together. Mm-hmm. They might uh, do that lava lamp bubble thing and bump into each other so hard they become one combined larger Ooh. douche. They might. Propelling each other into a greater state of douchedom. I mean, it's all in the contract, so. But I, I want to say yeah. that I will douche some brainwashing out of your minds. It's almost like an amygdala massage, the mm. way I'm starting things off. Mm. You're going to make even uh, Darren O think twice, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm not going to lie. I, I love it because I haven't heard your clips, so it'll be, I'm going to keep a, I'm going to keep, even keep it a surprise. I'm going to keep it special. Yeah, wanna definitely. I'm going to hear him fresh I'm with virgin ears. Come out swinging hard. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. <laughs> Uh, that's all on my list. I don't know if you have oh, any yeah. other. Uh, that looks like all for me, too. Excellent. So that means that it's time to say thank you to all the wonderful bowlers who help us put this thing on. You know, it's not just me and Lorian doing it all by ourselves. Definitely week, not. Week after week, bowl after bowl. If it was, it wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't be nothing. We might probably not even be doing it still. We'd make a... We'd just be sitting here making throat yogurt noises over a a ceiling fan in the background or something really sad but no 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 this thing is a value for value production my peoples 
That means that, you know, we put it out there. We try to make it fun and fresh and, uh, you know, whatever. Just a little detour for your Tuesday. Week after week, bowl after bowl. Never miss a Tuesday since we started doing this live Tuesday thing. True. Keeping them rolling. And uh, no paywall, no ads, no nothing, no strings, no uh, no subversive uh, pressure to go out and uh, be a fucking weirdo slave to some corporation. No, 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 no. This is just uh, purely entertainment, man. And you're free to come and go as you please. Uh, the only thing we ask is, don't be a mooch. If you get some value, if you find yourself hanging out time after time, uh, maybe think about returning that value in some way. Time, talent, treasure. That's the three magic T's. And we always thank people who send in their treasure uh, at the first part of the show. Really, it comes down to the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. And that's our message, and that's our word. So uh, people have been hearing the message, including Sharky Shark, Woo! who set up a recurring stone nation that's been rolling for quite some time, and uh, just puffed one in on... Uh, the beginning of, or the middle of last week, I should say. Thank but you, Sharky. Appreciate that. 420 stonation there. Rolls in every month. So thank you very much, sir. And uh, you can set one up yourself. Just go to bowafterbowl.com, scroll all the way to the bottom of any page there. There's a donate button. Uh, and it's been that way for a long time. The website eventually will change. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But until it doesn't, it definitely won't. Until <laughs> it does, it definitely won't. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is that a lot of people are into the brand new uh, podcasting 2.0 boostagram situation, uh, live, super fast lightning Bitcoin payments over the Lightning Network, instant with low fees. And uh, we like to sing a little song as we take all our clothes off and go over to nudepodcastapps.com. A song goes something like this I'm going to do some sides. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Boost until it hurts, buddies. Oh, yeah. Gotta boost till it hurts. And uh, lots of people are doing that. In fact, I'm going to scroll back to the magic little six days ago. We usually see on the outro. There he is, Harfat. Hey, Harfat. 1420 sats out of Podverse. Look at that. Thank you. Never uh, missing a beat, that guy. Incredible. Incredible. We appreciate you very much, sir. Uh, scrolling up just a tiny bit, we had uh, Oyston Bears back. Hey. He's hitting us with a little bit of that 33-33 uh, action. Thank you. He said, uh, by the way, he's boosting our live there. Uh, so he s- kind of slipped into the post show. Is nice. what happened last week. And he said, I heard on Nick the Rat that your first motorbike was a Honda Nighthawk. Am I right? That is right. Yes, 1983. Honda Nighthawk. Uh, he says, I have a red 1985 Honda Nighthawk standing in the garage. Su- suggestion for the first time I ever, the first time I ever rode a motorbike. Oh, that's a good suggestion. I like, I like that. that. I like it. Yeah, that, that motorcycle, I was looking on Craigslist because my buddy had just taught me to ride. Uh, I kind of learned on his, I want to say he had a uh, 650 or something like that. I'm a bigger, eh, mi- mid-sized road bike, I'd say. And this Nighthawk, I honestly can't remember. It probably was a 652, like a 650 also, like a 650 as well. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but I do remember that it was like a few hundred bucks on Craigslist, maybe four, maybe five, something like that. 
And the guy posted it was like a great hobby bike, right? I didn't know really what that meant. What it means is you're going to have to be fixing it all the goddamn time. Mm. And it had a leaky clutch. So uh, when I drive around, it would slowly, you know, lose fluid. It would lose uh, the pneumatic fluid that goes into the clutch chamber on the left squeezy, whatever. You tell I'm a real royal warrior. I know all the (laughs) terms for shit. Uh, So I would have to ride around with a little bottle of dot three brake fluid in my uh, man purse that I wore at the time. That like little mushroom canvas bag. It was a hemp bag. Yeah. Uh, we just had a bottle of dot three because like every stop I would need to fill it up. Sometimes it would be like, um, on the road, the thing would run out. It would be kind of grindy coming to a stop, you know, luckily when you're still moving on a motorcycle, you can jam through the gears without even engaging the clutch. It's not really the greatest for it (laughs) or recommended, but it can be done. So yeah, that was a fun bike though. That was fun. We, I think a number of times almost died on that bike. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can think of three right off the I top of my head. I uh, remember being a, a pretty, pretty, uh, having a great time and accidentally popping a wheelie on that thing. That was fun. Yeah, that was one of the times that popped in my head. Mm-hmm. I held on for dear life, though. It ended up being pretty sick. <laughs> it was sick. <laughs> all things considered. I was like, wow, that went really well. Once like, we I didn't were even mean to. Back on two wheels. I didn't even mean to get up on the back wheel, but I fucking nailed it. Accidentally nailed it. With me on the back, yeah. Uh, that was on purpose. Nailing you on the back. <laughs> 3333 came in again from the old Baron of Rotterdam. He's back. Woo! He said, or even better, the first time I crashed my motorbike. Oh, Ooh. I don't know. I laid the bike down one time in motion. Everybody's dropped a bike, I think. You know, even the tough guys that claim they haven't. They've done it, I promise. Uh, but... I did have to lay it down once because a guy just went right on red without stopping. Shit. And I had the green light. Oh, man. And it was raining. That pissed me off a little bit. Not going to lie. Uh, this does not piss me off, though. This next boost. Uh, Chad F. Chad, thank you. Can you guess the amount? 3333? Bingo, bango. That's right. 3333 out of Podverse. That's the hot uh, boost number this past week. He says... Hearing the story about Boobery helping you guys clean the studio sounded like an episode of Hoarders. Oh, well, you got the visual then. Yeah. Uh, excited to see what you guys do with the new studio in the bowl. <laughs> yeah. It would have been, I think uh, with Hoarders, the only thing that's keeping me from like a best of in the, in the cleaning out the studio scenario was there is no poop, pee, or food. You know, a yeah. lot of the, a lot of those episodes, there's a lot of poop, pee, and food involved. <laughs> yeah. And I have just like clutter every fucking where, but no poop, pee, or food. There was a one dead mouse that I had to get rid of, and that was like way behind the desk in a corner where nobody goes. You know. Yeah, this is a in my defense basement. It's the basement. There's uh, road and activity. The Unfortunately, when it gets cold, they like to come where it's warm. So, you know, what can I say? But, yeah, it wasn't but, like it was on your desk. Yeah, I could have been, you know, one of the guys they put, they jam in the middle. That's like, you know, just to keep the show going, kind of pad the contact. I could have been one of them guys for sure. <laughs> yeah. If uh, if Mothman hadn't come through, we might have ended up there someday. Let's it's, just put it that way. It's possible. We were we were on the road to A and E coming over, Ugh. and uh, and you know, having a little bit of uh, talk with us. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> 
look, Ma, I made it. TV. Oh, my God. Uh, 51 minutes ago. 44-44, you dirty whore. Guess who that is? Fletcher. Hey, Fletcheroo. Fletcheroo. Thank you. Spark one up. Out of the uh, hog story with uh, Carolyn Blaney over there Monday nights. You can hear it on the No Agenda stream at 7 p.m. Central each and every week. How about that? The only reason we do this show. It's true. I can't say it often enough. I like to remind people because people don't know. You know, they come in and they're like, I don't know. So I got to let them know. You know, we were in hiatus for years until guesting on Hog Story in 2019. And that was kind of the spark we needed to say, hey, fuck, we got all this equipment. Why aren't we like doing pull after bull? We should just bring it back. And here we are. We're back. The rest is history. It's been that way since that time. So we are forever indebted to Fletcher. No boost uh, note, just the just the boost there. Well, thanks. But we much appreciate that. I'm seeing BoostBot come in with a little bit of fountain action in the chat. Hmm. Fountain still being stingy with my note every once in a while. Uh, although Fletcher's did come from Fountain. 4,200 sats came in from Booly Steed as well. Oh, or as she's known around here, Bowly Steed. Booly Bully Boosty Steed. She said... Harv hat substitute. I don't know. We that, can't sub the Harv hat. A, some kind of artificial Harv hat? <laughs> I don't understand. Harv five. Uh, tofu Harv hat. Okay. Thanks, Bully. Appreciate you. Appreciate the boost. It's cryptic. I don't understand. You'll have to explain the joke to me like I am retarded. Because it turns out I'm retarded. Why are you trying to read that boost? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, it's just the part of the show where we do that. Uh, because Albie is down missing Harv Hat's intro boost tonight. Oh. Harv Hat always knows when to boost because he gets a notification when the bowl gets lit. That's right. That's right. Okay, it's all starting to make sense. The, the, the haze is clearing. As rare of an occasion as that is. Yes, thank you. She's boosting that pre-stream live going lit in Harv Hat's stead. Filling in the gaps. Bowlers, we couldn't ask for better bowlers, man. It's true. You're the greatest gang. The greatest gang, man. The FBI really has uh, their job cut out for them. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, Pfeiffer boosted in. Ah, oh, Pfeiffer. A little 1821 action. Ooh, you know what that means. Yeah, I do know what that means. Missouri Smash! Oh, yeah, Missouri Smash. A little 1821 Missouri boost. And uh, what do he say? What do he say? I, of course, scrolled to the wrong spot. Right after finding it, I unfound it. Ah, yes. Yes. He said, I'll be unavailable. Guess I'll just dip into my own node to refill fountain and boost the bowl. <laughs> Thanks to the bowl community for being there during the build. Heart. Yeah. Heck yeah. Pfeiffer's, Pfeiffer? up, Pfeiffer's up and noted. He is noted. And he is... Uh, Patiently awaiting for me to launch one of these goddamn rings of fire, which I'm just on the tip of uh, talking a little bit about, discussing, making uh, empty promises about. So uh, thank you, Pfeiffer. Appreciate that very much. Uh, scrolling down a little bit further here, we do have uh, a couple of more that I saw come in, including 8888 from Bowley Steed. Bowley Steed. Bowley. Thank you. And uh, she says, here for the shit stain entertainment. Rock on, bowl on. All right. Hell yeah. Coming uh, up soon. A little rock on for you. Rock on. Smoke on. Mwah. Mwah. Yes. Uh, appreciate you, Bully Steed. Also appreciate 
the infamous Dirty Jersey Whore. Oh, yeah. 19,760 sets is what he's up to boosting. Woo! And he says, y'all be good. I'll try. Just for you. <laughs> Just for you, DJW. I will be good. I don't want to, but it, it appears I have to. Here's I have to. Uh, thanks for everybody who's uh, throwing in the time, their talent, their treasure. Um, we've talked about this before. We had a chance to kind of go over it with Bear Snare, but like the value for value lifestyle and mindset and just this idea that uh, you can be a part of the thing and, and, and help bring value to people who bring value to you. Like it's just this it's just this no brainer. Once you're in, you just think, How did I live any other way before? Like, why was I just giving away stuff to people who hated my fucking guts and wanted me dead with cancer? You know? Yep. Uh it's wonderful. It's excellent. It's so cool to just be a little piece of it. And it's humbling each and every week to to read this kind of stuff and uh see that you guys get it too and that you find value in it. We really from the bottom of our hearts appreciate it. Um, and of course, there's many other ways to contribute value. Truly, besides uh, the fiat fun coupons or the sats flowing in on a nude podcast app, you can also pass the bowl to someone you think will enjoy it. That's highly valuable. Getting new bowlers in here all the time. You can also make well, us. I wanted to make a point also about passing the bowl. Uh-huh. Uh, one easy, simple way to do that is to share the show on your favorite socially socials, okay? And I wanted to kind of mention, uh, because everybody's shaken up and been shaken up about the whole no agenda social thing, and, and that's overturning. A lot of people have a lot to say about it. I'm not one of those people that has uh, a, a book written about what went down and what it means to me. I think it's fun and exciting, yeah, and I've said that a couple of times. Uh, I still think it's fun and exciting just to shake things up. You got to. It's like cleaning the studio. It's like yep. clearing a, a mouse nest out from under your sink. Like you got to stir shit up and change things and migrate around a little bit. And uh, for those old heads who have been around and kind of seen the cycle of, uh, you know, some of the satellite peripheral supplementary parts of what the No Agenda podcast overall is like come, go, change, morph over time. Uh, no Agenda Forums, anybody remember? R slash uh, ITM or whatever the fuck mm. that nightmare was, R slash in the morning. Reddit, you know, Reddit used to be all right. Reddit used to be a website that was like, you didn't feel like shit afterwards when you went there, you know? Like that way that you feel when you eat a greasy fast burger that you shouldn't and you know you shouldn't have and you did it and then you go home and you're like, oh my God, I have to have a really bad poop. That's how you feel now when you go to Reddit. But Reddit used to be cool, and there used to be a thriving little uh, no agenda thing until everybody started hating the show on that subreddit. But you know, it turns out that like these little micro internet communities that a very small fraction of the million people a month that listen to the show are a part of. That they're not a make or break situation, you know. That's right. So, um, you know, if you think like a podcast is going to die over it. I just uh, I want to recheck the weather data on that because I think it's probably like uh, reports of the death are uh, greatly exaggerated. Definitely. The we we were talking about. I was thinking of what what's going to be my move. You know, what am I going to do? 
as a response because you know I I personally like Ariner. I think he's a got a great sense of humor. I think he is a very talented uh, steward of of these servers. I would I wouldn't know the first fucking thing about having ten thousand people sign up for <laughs> some kind of social media account on my server. No way, no way. I would be dead in the water. Uh, I'm really trying to get him on a bulls with buds. I'm working him. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we could do that sometime, maybe next month. Um, but I was like, you know, I don't necessarily just want to be like, yeah, I'll never f- fuck with you again. But I also, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I have no follower, you know? Um, they all have a follower count on social media, everyone who said this, but they're not, you know, they don't follow anybody <laughs> ever for anything. Because why would you follow? Uh, so I thought, what's a good compromise? And I think I've found it. I think I know what I'm going to do. I did migrate. I did migrate to the new NAS, which is no authority social or no daddy social or uh, fatherless or whatever you want to call it. Uh, no authority dot social is the URL. Uh, so I just moved. It's very easy. It's a simple, easy process. About seventeen thousand people have it as a pinned toot, so it's very easy to find the steps that are all laid out, including Ariner. In fact, if you're on the no authority server, there's an announcement with a big megaphone at the top that goes through exactly how to transfer it, you know? So, like, if you need your handheld even more than that, like, I don't know what to say to you. I don't know how you got on there in the first place. Uh, it's super simple, breezy, easy, and the the clutch part of it is you bring all of the people who followed you on the old spot to the new spot. Because I was like, you know, um, uh, there's people who are going to wonder, well, you know, where, where'd you go? Where's the show post? What's that going? What's going on? Yeah. So I did that, but I think that my strategy, at least for now, unless I unless something changes or unless I change my mind, because I'm always open minded. I'm willing to try whatever makes sense, you know. And I'm willing to admit that I don't know what makes sense or what the future might hold. And I'd like I don't have a crystal ball that can predict that shit. But for now, I think that the path forward will be: I've got that account over there, and I'm going to use it purely for boosting the Spook account. And for just trolling in replies. But I don't think I'm going to make any kind of base posts over there. Only thing I've done over there is just boosted and replied to shit. I'm going to do all of my posting when I do the show. I did last Tuesday this. I, I'm going to go over to mk.spook.social. My account over there is uh, Spencer. Same as the new No Authority, by the way. Just the plain Spencer handle. Uh, and I'm going to post a show from there. And I'm going to kind of try and just be subversive and try to spook pill people. Mm-hmm. Spook pill. That way, if people are looking for me, they can find me easily. But I'm going to do most of my hanging out and posting pretty much all at uh, spook.social now, mk.spook.social, uh, which Boobery and Lavish run over behind the schemes. Yes. I think it's a great spot. There's 69 users, you know, so don't anybody else join. We're full. <laughs> fuck off. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, we've had those accounts for a while. We have, and we've had a lot of fun with them. And it's just kind of, it felt. Like the old spot, you know, it felt like uh, back in the early NOS days when people were a little bit less wound up and just didn't quite like take themselves way too seriously. Mm. It's, a, bit, it's yeah. a trap, by the way. It's a trap. You start taking yourself too seriously, man. You might want to look around, you know, take your clothes off and look in the mirror. If you start taking yourself too seriously, bend over and look at your butt crack, you know, it's fucking, <laughs> you're a pretty goofy human being, you know. Yeah, this existence is quite silly. Uh, take a little whiff next time you take a dump. It's not that great, okay? Promise. So that's all. I think that uh, 
the dust is settling. I think that most people kind of had a, the, a little bit of a, uh, it was just unexpected, you know? Yeah. And I get, you know, there's, there's things ab- about the, uh, show and donation segment and stuff that always come up time after time. I'm not going to say I've never, I'm not going to say I've never caused any kind of a, a concern over how I thought people were being treated or what, you know, it made some kind of gratitude uh, grandstand. I've done it before. I've done it before. I've been there. I get it. Um, but I will never, ever, ever uh, discount what no agenda brought to my entire life the way that I live, how we do the show, we mm. do the live stream every Tuesday on the No Agenda stream. Like the value that we've given is immense. The value that we've gotten from No Agenda is immense. And that's another thing I want to say about value for value. If you've gotten value before and you've acknowledgement and you've returned value, there is nothing at that point moving forward that anybody can do to reverse that, right? That transaction is complete. You have the receipt. The receipt is you sending value back. You're sending that value back for value you've already received, man. Okay? So at that point, uh, they could literally call you a fag for the rest of your life. And then, you know, you're getting no more value maybe from that point forward. But the value you already received and reciprocated, that's done, man. That's a handshake. That's, that's in the books. And uh, to really fully, truly, like, all the way return the value that no agenda and Adam and John have given me personally, I say this for me, I think would probably be an impossible endeavor for me. I try, I think about it. I hold it in my heart. Not a lot monetary these days. It's more other supplemental stuff, hosting meetups, uh, clips, hitting people in the mouth, that sort of a thing, you know, keeping it in the uh, ether. Uh, But everybody's role is different and it shifts around. And that's what value for value is all about. You know, no matter what anybody else says or does about it, uh, it's a very, it's very much something that you've got to evaluate in your own heart. And so I also respect people who are taking a different stance. You know, if you feel convicted and you have the courage of your convictions, then more power to you. And what can I say? What can I say about it? So find me at mk.spook.social. That's really the whole point. Yeah. And uh, pass the bowl. Passable. You know, that's right. Passable. You know what I'm saying? It's <sighs> cherried, so like you know, pass it. It's you don't want to let it go out. Yeah. Don't bogart that bowl. Keep it rolling. I saw boost come in. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, it even hit the pins because you know why? Why? Boost CLI. That's why. Six 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 says the booberry from Boost CLI. He says public servants announcement. Mk.spook.social also works pretty good as a PWA. Anybody was looking for a MISKEY app, yes, he's totally right. Open it up in a mobile browser, select that uh, install option, and you can actually just install it as a progressive web app so that it works like any other app on your phone. You get the little square that you can poke and that you feel good about it. Yeah, I highly recommend. Yeah, I've been loving it. And you can interact with all of the other stuff that you already followed. So, you know, like a lot of people went to their own islands. Uh... Some people have already been on their own islands for a long time. Like Pfeiffer has had Crowley Club yep. up as his own little instance for a long time. You can follow all those instances. You can follow Adam at that uh, thing he's been on for years that he kind of slipped uh, back over to. Yeah, the PSYOP shop. You can follow anybody at noauthority.social. Yeah. All of it works really great. Cross-communication. That's they the can, whole point of uh, Activity Pub. And anyway. They can vote in your polls, even. That's right. 
I also will say we are on the bird shite, but really I'm just there because uh, Chris is there. Nice. That's really like my, the reason I didn't delete the bull after bull Twitter. Cause I was like, you know, I really still want to follow Sir Seat Sitter. I understand completely. And he tweets funny stuff there. And he's on to like a whole circle and universe that I'm not like really good at keeping track of. Definitely. The whole MDE thing and fish tank, Sam Hyde stuff. Like that stuff is funny to me and uh, interesting. And it's hard to follow it in other places, you know? Yeah. And then we do make the Noster posts too. So yeah. uh, I'm just kind of keeping that going every once in a while when it's relevant. Sometimes it comes up at Casey Bitcoiners meetups. Okay, you know, I, we'll see where that goes. I'm totally open-minded to all this stuff. Like I'm not a diehard, uh, gotta have it every day fan of anyone in particular. And I'm not like, Oh, this is bullshit. It's never going to fucking work either. You know, I'm not a purist, man. I'm just fucking just here having bowls, hanging out with buds. That's right. It's like my whole life. It's what I do. So why would I stop doing it? Why would Rev stop boosting? By the way, he sent 3333 in just now. He said, uh, pre-boost, Rev Cyber Trucker, Metal Moment. Oh, shit. This was Bully Steed. What am I talking Bully about? Bully Steed. I saw the Rev's name, and I assumed yeah. it was him. No, this is Bully Steed, 3333. She's pre-boosting that Metal Moment for Rev. Hell yeah. Office Rock Sweden. on. Anyway, sorry. I didn't so, there's a bajillion ways you can contribute value to the bull. I'm not going to list them all, because that's impossible. Yeah. There's ways we haven't even thought of yet. But some examples are creating art. For chapters, for episodes, you can make the jingles like the one you heard from Hey Citizen. You can send us clips or news stories, all highly valuable. But perhaps simplest of all is to just leave us a voicemail because every week we have a first time I ever topic. And this week we want to hear about the first time you ever video called. So all you have to do is pick up your phone and call 816. That's right. We never screen them. We just play them. So anything goes. Yeah, absolutely. You can send texts or picture messages too. Uh, even little song go bongos like that. Like, uh, Sir Seetzer is a legend for that. Um, he is. Bull after bull ballad for the voicemail line. He's also a legend for introducing me to that Dracula flow, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty silly stuff. That pussy got me screaming, crying, pissing, shitting, shooting ropes. Yeah. Those <laughs> fucking absolutely touch and tickle my, uh, my soul right where I want it. Yeah. So we appreciate that's our that's our uh bottom line, man. We see you out there giving value. We appreciate you. And uh we are trying to keep up our end of the bargain each and every fucking bowl. All right, that's my word. Um so after we thank people, I always like to oh. segment. Oh, look at that. Rev Cybertrucker with a thousand sats out of fountain. Thanks, Bowley. Can't let that mistake lie. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Rev. Hey, a little slick boost. Appreciate it. Thank you, bitch. Um, but yeah, this is the perfect time for a little bit of, you know. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Well, congrats, Pfeiffer, on getting noted up. Yeah. We made him really want to build a node. Consider it a huge victory every time another node comes online that is uh, the node that's a property of a podcaster or musician, somebody who's uh, putting out value-for-value digital content and can just, you know, pull out of all the systems of exploitation set up to try and capture you and just suck that value just like a little leech. Just, oh, we... uh. We're just a bridge between you and uh, what you need to get to. So, like, we're going to just suck your value. No way, man. No way. We don't have to do that shit. And just give value to the people who bring the value. Aha, look at that. That's what it's all about, baby. Huzzah. So, podcasting 2.0, like, totally revolutionized our uh, ability to fine-tune that shit. And we love that. We absolutely love it. Um, I really love organizing Rings of Fire. That's not an ironic statement. Uh, it's just the truth. However, I've just been fucking way over my head lately. And I've been trying to organize a few rings of fire. And right when they're ready to launch, one thing or another kind of kicks that can down just slightly. Sometimes it's like, oh, wait, we need node funding. Sometimes it's like, oh, wait, we're going to use a different node. Let me get back to you. Most of the time, it's me being like, oh, Christ. I have something else I need to go and run and put a fire out. Sometimes literally. Sometimes during my work. (laughs) Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, I set off the alarm. (laughs) Setting bagels on fire. Danger, danger. Oh my God. I come up. The fire alarm's going off during class. The smoke alarm never goes off. Ever. It goes off. I come up like, just want to make sure everybody's (laughs) all right. I'm like, uh, tell everybody, hey, just hang on a second. (laughs) I gotta be right back. <laughs> no, this is a little weird, but I'll be right back. I go up and you've got a cookie sheet <laughs> on the fucking stove with a campfire going on it. Like a fucking actual no shit fire. Yeah. <laughs> and you're busy trying to turn the smoke alarm <laughs> off. Smoke alarm as off. though if you get it off while the fire's still going, that's gonna help at all. Oh man, that was so funny though. I actually yeah, yeah. had a serious <laughs> brain fart. <laughs> Yeah. The pizza so, bagels were okay, you guys. <laughs> yeah, unscathed. That's yep. the funniest part. Oh, it's so good, too. <laughs> Love them crispy ronies. <sighs> we uh, do it for the lulls. Yeah. I don't even know how I segued into that ignorant story. Uh, oh, Ring yeah, of Ring, fire? Rings of Fire. I'm just trying to put off the inevitable. <laughs> uh, Rings of Fire. So I swear upon uh, everything I hold dear. That thing is going to fucking launch this week. So I, the main thing is that we all need it. Like all of this, all of the participants really need some liquidity. And I understand that. And so, uh, yeah, that's coming along. Cool. If you're interested in opening some channels, by the way, let me know. Because another thing about the Rings of Fire that make them difficult is a lot of times it's the same participants in the same nodes. And so we want to make new connections to people, right? So... The nice thing about having more people come around uh, is that I can make these connections where channels don't already exist, and it's a little bit easier to organize and put people in the right place. So that's you. If you've been on the fence for a while, if you're like, well, yeah, I got a nude, but I don't really know these rings of fire. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you're never going to know what you're doing until you hop in one and figure it the fuck out. So just come on in. It's not scary. It's not hard. It's not anything nuts. It's just uh, something that you got to do as a node operator. You're going to have to get into a ring of fire. It's not optional. It's a matter of just time, you know? 
Yeah. So uh, hit me up. Uh, what else? What else? Beers tomorrow. Ooh. Casey Bitcoiners is having a beers with Bitcoiners meetup tomorrow. That is going down. Uh, let me see exactly when. It's going to be at the bar at Mission Kansas. By the way, six p.m. six p.m. FEMA region seven time. So I'll see you over there. I will. Uh, I'll buy you a fucking beer. You know, show up and say, "Hey, uh, you said you'd buy me a beer on the show, and so I'm here for the beer." And you'll be easy to spot because you'll have the bullets with you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll all have the. Have oh the wait, it's time. Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Oh shit, man! I could go too. Yeah, whole gang. Why not? Buy me a beer. Why not? Jam everybody into the bar. Hell yeah. Um, I'll buy you a beer. No problem. No worries. Thank you. What else do we got? Oh, a little rumor. A little birdie told me a rumor in the back channels. Oh. There is going to be some special event. Uh, the boys want to do a special event for Bitcoin Pizza Day this year. Mm. So Bitcoin Pizza Day, those of you who don't know, it's, it's uh, March 22nd. Which commemorates the day that uh, a Bitcoin forum user, Laszlo, I think is his name. Or is his handle that he went by? Yes. Something like that. Laszlo. I don't know. Let's my call good it Laszlo. boy. Yes. It's, uh, it was my good time boy. My good time boy. All right. Sorry about that. We'll put a little marker. Anyway, uh, Laszlo, he, you may have heard, purchased a pizza from Domino's Pizza. Back in the Dizay, for uh, uh, they always cite the current dollar price of the Bitcoin he spent way back in twenty fucking ten or something, which is asinine. Yeah, uh, he spent like twenty thousand Bitcoin or something, which ended up you know it was like forty bucks at the time. Right, it was more than the value of the pizza, and it was at a time when nobody and I'm talking about zero people, uh we're buying things with Bitcoin. In fact, he's the first guy recorded or that we know of that we can verify that like actually bought something IRL with Bitcoin. Okay. And he, he paid not just for a pizza, but he paid for the pizza to be delivered to him. And he paid for the pizza to be delivered to him by somebody who would take Bitcoin for it. Okay. So there's a lot at play there and 40 us dollars value at the time. Right. At right. a time when you can mine this shit on fucking laptops and the block reward was 50 Bitcoin. Okay. So back then, that's a shitload of money. You know, it, it translates to some kind of millions of dollars or some shit today. And so every time they can corner this guy and nail him down, they interview him. And even fucking Anderson Cooper was like, do you, do you sleep at night with that Bitcoin purchase? Uh, because these assholes don't really fucking realize that like, you know, that wasn't like his whole life savings. It was $40. He spent $40 on a pizza is what happened for real. Oh, but if you still have that, oh, oh, as if the guy like didn't have any other Bitcoin, wasn't any other way involved. Like, I think he's probably fine, you know? And he never really fully explains this in interviews, which I think is another indication that he was totally fine. You know, like he doesn't go... Uh, you fucking assholes, I'm a bagajillionaire. Uh, no, he just goes, no, nah, you know, it's like, you know, I don't regret it. How can you regret it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's this whole wild fiat mind trap that people get in where they're comparing uh, this kind of false equivalency. So Bitcoin Pizza Day is a celebration of the actual use of Bitcoin as the peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash uh, that God intended. 
in the original white paper. Hello. And uh, we're very much in support of that here at the Bull After Bull podcast. We, of course, take the boosts as value for value payments, uh, knowing full damn well that number going to go up over time. And we send the boost, too, to other shows. That's knowing right. fell well that value go up over time, but we're not completely retarded. We can do a little bit of accounting, you know? And the accounting goes like this. If I stack sats and, uh, you know, numbers cr- crawling up incrementally over time, I'm going to have more Bitcoin at the end of this week than I had at the end of last week. And if I want to send some value to a show, say I'm really torn. It's like this big spiritual struggle. Am I going to send them $20? Am I going to send a little uh, Andrew Jackson on a Federal Reserve note? How dare you, by the way? Uh, or am I going to send sats? To that equivalent. Well, shit, man. It's more valuable to send the sets. You know that value is going to increase over time. And you can burn the fucking fiat either way, man. You can buy some more Bitcoin, whether it's off an exchange, whether it's off a guy that you know, whether it's from an ATM, whatever, you know. People have different privacy uh, preferences and, and uh, how they're going to be willing to get involved. Usually, it starts pretty loosey-goosey, and then you start to tighten it down once you learn more. That's kind of the general trend, which is another reason Bitcoin's good for you, man. It teaches you a lot of things that uh, you wouldn't have probably otherwise thought or cared about. You wouldn't have been incentivized to learn these things. So if at the end of the day, you're going to send them 20 bucks, you do 20 bucks here or there. It's a matter of accounting. If you send those sats and then replace those sats, then at the end of the day, you have less dollars in your bank account and you have more Bitcoin in your Bitcoin whatever account, wherever you keep them. Then, then where did the number go down, my man? You should be stacking sets as you're boosting sets. And uh, for every boost that you send the bowl, you should also be squirreling uh, that same amount away for yourself, for your future self. And you won't regret it. Mark my words, you're not going to regret that shit. So Bitcoin Pizza Day. The boys want to celebrate. And Steve is floating his place as a, as a hosting uh, spot, which was so cool because he had the... Um, what do you call it? The documentary there. That's right. Last year. So uh, it's a great spot. Yeah. There's a little law office there. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think that Bitcoin Pizza Day is going to be going down. Sweet. That's a Wednesday. It should be uh, fairly accessible to our schedule, hopefully. Unless, I don't know. Unless Wednesday things are going down by that time. I don't know yet. I don't know. I don't know. I like to kind of keep us light air of mystery. That's all. Oh, speaking of mystery... It's a big mystery to most of Bitcoin Twitter if you're scrolling around on Bitcoin Twitter. Nobody can believe it. Nobody can believe it. Nobody can believe that their Nostradamus uh, crystal ball predictions have not yet manifested because they told all their family and friends and boss and uh, their investment broker, they like pulled their pants down, wiggled their ass cheeks and said, ha ha, when the ETFs come through, Bitcoin's going to go to 200 million fucking bajillion Chinese won or whatever the fuck. Uh, and turns out, it's like, it's like hovering up or down. It's like down whatever percent. I don't even fucking track. It's like 40K. Where it's been for a while. Yeah. Uh, for this last big ass cycle, like since the dip down to 16, I've just kind of seen it in 10K increments, you know? It's in the 30s. It's in the 40s. It's in the 20s. It's in the 30s. Whatever. That's kind of how I track it, you know? Guys will lose their minds if it goes from 44 to 40. And I'm like, it's still in the 40s. Like, I don't really give a fuck. What's the deal? Yeah. You know, I always love down slides. And 
people think I'm full of shit or they'll argue with me about it or whatever. They'll say like, oh, you hope Bitcoin dies. I'm like, well, you know, it's not going to die. I'm not really in, under any delusion that it's going to die. I just like fucking more every time I buy it. I like sats per dollar. That's what I'm looking at because that's what affects me. If I put dollars in, how many sats am I getting? And now we're back up over 2,500 sats a dollar, which, nice. you know, it's, it's, it's been better, but uh, it's not yeah. too bad. It's not too bad. I like getting 2,500 sats for my dollar. 39K680. Bitcoin's dead. Bitcoin's dead. It's Again. in the 30s. Hang it up. Pack it up. Tell your mom you were wrong. Sorry that you lost her life savings. Uh, <laughs> oh. You know, you only can lose money. Uh, here's, a, here's a literal fucking, literal scientific tip for you people. You can only lose money if you sell your Bitcoin back for dollars at yeah. a loss, you fucking idiot. So just chill out. Hang on. Just fucking put it in a hole. Forget you have it. Yeah, that's good advice. Go eat ice cream or something. Just chill out. Look, uh, look up something funny on YouTube. Not any Bitcoin related shit. Stop watching Michael Saylor say the same fucking thing uh, over and over because you know what he said now. You get it. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. That's right. No second best. Okay. Yeah, we, we're clear on that. Okay. We're clear on that. So stop freaking out. It's going to be fine. Everything's good. Grab some more. A um, couple of stories that I want to share with you came across my desk. My nice, clean, beautiful, big, uh, functional desk that I have now. That I'm still trying to get used to, really. Uh, Trezor, hey, how you doing, guys? Welcome back to the news headlines. Hi, Trezor. We got sick of reading about Ledger, so let's do a Trezor <laughs> one, right? What's the fucking difference? Ledge Trezor of the uh, Nine Inch Fails. Trezor warns of phishing campaign following potential support contact leak. Whoops. Oopsies. On January 17th, just, uh, just a week ago, the third-party support ticketing portal, what did I say? I said the third-party support ticketing portal we use encountered unauthorized access. Whoops. Mm. Oopsies. Potentially impacted data are limited, we promise, to user emails and names slash nicknames that contacted our support, uh, our customer support team. Okay. That seems pretty laid back, you know? You could get your balls burned pr uh, probably a lot crispier with this whole third-party support bullshit. We are investigating a security incident that occurred January 17, 2024, where there was unauthorized access. Unauthorized access. Excuse me. <laughs> access. <laughs> I gotta assess the access. Bunch of asses. Uh, a security incident we've identified uh, has implications for customers who have interacted with Treasure Support. While this represents a small part of our entire user base, up to 66,000 contacts were present in the system during that time. Is that kind of a weird backhand flex? Is that kind of a weird? It's like only a small amount of people, like a very small fraction of our user base, 66,000. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, we're, you know, present. So like, they, didn't get, they didn't even get most of y'all. Yeah, it kind of feels you know, that we have, way. We have so many customers at 66,000 just to drop in a fucking bucket of piss for us, man. Of course, they're making every effort to work with the third-party service provider. Third-party what? Uh, to comprehensively investigate the incident. However, our internal audit of the incident suggests potential access to contact details limited to email name and nickname. So they're pretty sure, you know, they can only see nicks, man. It's all right. They just got your nick, you know? It's all good, man. 
it's all good. Keep using that treasure. Keep using that treasure. There's nothing else exposed. You're not really at any other risk, you know? Like, it's super secure, cold storage, man. You can even put shit coins in it. Whatever you want. <laughs> great. Wow. It's great. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Log into Coinbase with it. Nah. No, 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 no. What I did was uh, I got some hardware, and I'm going to build a seed signer. How do you like that? That sounds exciting. You ever seen a Raspberry Pi Zero? Because I haven't until Mm -mm. very recently. You showed me when you got it. Yes. I was actually panicking. I thought they fucked me. Uh, A company online that I ordered from, not going to say the name, Waveshare. They sent me the box, and I ordered three Raspberry Pi Zeros. I ordered three... Uh, LCD screens, and I ordered three of the little cameras because I want to build three of these motherfucking things. Hell is the camera for? Cameras for scanning QRs, dog. Okay. Yeah, cameras for scanning QRs, dog. Taking pictures of my butthole. What do you think it's <laughs> for, man? Taking scanning QRs. So yeah, these these Pi Zeros, dude. They're like something else. Like the size of uh, I don't know what is the size of that. Like a fun size candy bar, I think. Just an itty bitty little guy, man. Yeah. And we're going to make seed signers. It's like an air-gapped uh, signing device. Really, it's not super hella different from a cold storage option. Uh, in fact, you can use it as that pretty much. You can uh, generate some, some private keys, and you can generate wallets with an air-gapped, offline, never-touch-the-internet type of uh, situation. Kind of like you do with cold, uh, can do with a cold card. So anyway, all the components to build one of these things is like 50 bucks, maybe. And then you're building it yourself. You're putting open source software on it that's been, uh, you know, read through and verified by public eyeballs. And uh, you don't have to trust any fucking third party uh, bullshit retards who are going to lose your data. Now, uh, can you dial 1-800 help me fix my shit? No, unfortunately you can't. You can't call fucking India and get help with your piece of shit device when it breaks. You make it yourself, man. And then you fix it yourself. And then you're in control. That's what I recommend. That's what's fun to me. That's what really uh, gets me all jitty. So I'm going to be letting everybody know how that goes. Maybe if you don't really want to build a node, maybe you really want to build a uh, a little seed signer. I don't know. Just mixing it up. What else can I put on these weird, weird little pie single boards, man? That's really what I'm after. So I'll let you know how that goes. Should be 3D printing a case for it. All kinds of good fun in, so st- in store with that little project. One last story, and then uh, we're getting into 33s, which is my favorite. Uh, tax gayers uh, do not have to report $10,000 Bitcoin transactions as cash until further regulations, according to the IRS. Hmm. Oh, wow. How benevolent. How wonderful <laughs> of you. How sweetheart. They're so like lax, you know. They're so soft. Kid hands. Velvet gloves touch. Uh, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act which came into force on January 1st, requires businesses to report crypto transactions worth more than 10K as if it were cash. The provision is a matter of a lawsuit brought against the IRS by the crypto uh, lobbying group Coin Center, reports the block, according to the block here. Uh, The law requires taxpayers engaged in trader business to file a report, quote, including the name, address, and social security number of the person from whom the funds were received, the amount received, the date, and the nature of the transaction. If you don't file a report within 15 days of receiving a transaction, you'll be found guilty of a felony offense. (laughs) According to Coin Center's Jerry Brito. Uh, yeah. These motherfucks, man. These motherfucks. What can you say? I don't know. I think that, uh... The less they know, the better we are, man. 
That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I think. I'd tell you what I really think, but I don't think you're ready for that. So instead of that, uh, I would rather hear a little bit of 33 action. Top three, 33. All right. All right. Well, the Arena Group stock is down 33% after Sports Illustrated News and continuing a year-long slide. That's the headline. Hot damn. Yeah, so in a year, their stock went from $10.42 a share to $0.84 a share. Oof. Mm. Crushed. The Sports Illustrated owner... Authentic Brands Group, sounds very authentic, stated that they've revoked Arena Group's license to manage Sports Illustrated's media operations following a missed payment mm. of $3.75 million hairs. Ouch. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of money to miss. That's that's just them authentically being their brand, you know? Yeah. Losing their asses, it's authentic and uh, it's what they're about. An authentic loss. Yeah. Authentic ass. That's what happens when you take yourself too seriously, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Start to lose your ass. Yeah. It'll happen. You know what else people are losing? What are people losing? Cars. Because car thefts continue to rise in Richmond, Virginia with 33 reports this week. Man, don't them rich men north of Richmond uh, have enough cars, man? Why they got to keep stealing the cars, man? I'm not sure this is the rich being targeted because it's Kias and Hyundais. Oh, no. Yeah. Say no more. We've talked about this in the bowl before. I think on the lanes, there is some way to override the driving system on certain newer models. And a silly Billy was out there. <laughs> Making a video on social media teaching young people how easy it is to do it. And then there was a huge uptick in this. Specifically these models of Kias and Hyundais being taken all over the place. <laughs> and so this story that I'll share in the show notes uh, from a local news outlet followed a guy who... Woke up in the morning to find his window had been smashed in and his ignition was completely taken apart. But his vehicle was an older model that couldn't be overridden. So someone worked really, really, really hard to try and steal it and then wasn't able to and his car was totaled. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, uh, in 2023, there were 1,500 thefts in Virginia, 800 of which were those said Kia and Hyundai models that were overridden. Damn. So, womp, womp. Wimp, womp, wimpity. And my final top 333 story tonight comes from the Russia-Ukraine war. Because Ukraine says that Russia attacked them with 33 drones overnight. I know they want more money. So they're using the magic number as a red flag in the headline. Uh, 22 of those were shot down. So they are improving their hit accuracy, which is good news for them. But one civilian was killed and two were injured. Now, 33 drones striking, three injuries total, one fatality. That's it's a lot of threes. Could have been. It's a lot of threes. Hell of a fractal. Hell of a fractal. Yeah. But anyways, I know that I want to go behind the curtain now. Oh, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, no more dilly-dallying. No more being a silly billy. Yeah. 
No silly billies here, except for all over the place. Oh, uh, yeah. In Weed News this week. You can't get away from the billies, man. Gosh. They're going to remain silly. They sure are. The Wall Street Journal this week came out with an article entitled, More Teens Who Use Marijuana Are Suffering From Psychosis. And then they followed it up with an op-ed, and then there were the TV spots. Wow, and, a coordinated campaign, you say? Yes, and of course, the marijuana teenager psychosis story has been hot since legalization started rolling out, starting with Colorado, really, back in 2012. Um, and the woman that they had on is no stranger to this realm. She has fought the anti-weed side of things on shows like The Doctors and Dr. Phil. Uh, she is a therapist, allegedly, but more so a media contributor, I would say. Okay. You CNN know? talking head type? That's right. Okay. Yes. Uh, I will let them introduce her for you. I've brought some clips from this fiasco. Oh, goody. This morning, our psychologist and parent expert, Dr. Cheryl Ziegler, joins us with more information about all of this. Dr. Ziegler, thanks. Now, I couldn't tell if he said parent expert or impairment expert. Oh, probably the, the, the latter would be my guess. This morning, our psychologist and parent expert, Dr. Cheryl Ziegler, joins us with... I think he's saying parent expert. Yeah, now that you played a second time, I kind of... She has three children. Uh, usually, newsreaders are a little bit better with their words uh, and enunciations. You know, they like have a ridiculous cadence, but they're not like. It was a local morning show. <laughs> Mornings are rough. I mean, even for lizards. Get the guy some ketamine and get him. Uh, get him right. You know. Yeah, we know lizards really talk this way that's kind of how it's been going in recent <laughs> yeah, years with the tv journalists you're not wrong uh but not this guy he's kind of mush mouthy okay. but anyways i present to you uh cheryl ziegler and all she has to say about this more information about all of this dr ziegler thanks for being with us thanks for having me appreciate it so why exactly is this happening so I really want people to take this in because this is really important. We are talking about really teens important. and young adults who are consuming more marijuana because it has easier access. And that marijuana is so much more potent. Ooh. So if you have a pre-existing mental health condition oh no. or you are maybe a frequent high daily user, people need to understand you actually really can get psychosis as a result of that potent marijuana in your system mm. and your developing brain. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day. For psychosis. Yeah, you gotta be a high, potent user, though. Hey. Well, you know, it's not your grandfather's marijuana, man. We're not talking about the teach and tongue stuff, no. No. We sure aren't. But they're also never gonna define potent marijuana for us. You oh, know, it's, it's just, just like, this, like, scare words. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> And just the weed, you know. Uh, so, psychosis. Psychosis, this is a great term. They're going to get into it. What does that mean? Psychosis is a disorder in which you have hallucinations and delusions. So these people might have an episode after um, consuming THC in which they are seeing things, they're hearing things, they become paranoid. And so it's actually really a very serious condition. You can do things um, under these circumstances that you're not clearly aware of. So a lot of times in these cases, this requires hospitalization. Wow. 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 Do you think that 
audio-visual hallucinations automatically requires hospitalization. Fuck no. Same. Some people pay extra for that shit. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, And she's talking about paranoia. Now, that word has been kicked around in the weed scene for decades. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not watching you. With prohibition, it's hard not to be paranoid sometimes. You know, we have state legal weed, but 50 state illegal at the federal level. Yeah. One thin DOJ memo standing between you and getting your fucking shit fucked up. So, I don't... And also, she seems to be talking about teenagers specifically here. At least that's where it all started off. Use THC. (sighs) Now, teens also have to worry about what their parents think about what they're doing. You know? Right. If they care, which... I think you inherently do. And, you know, if you know if, it, if it's your early times, if it's your first few years, man, like, um, it can have a lot more of a, let's say, profound and unknown um, effect to you. You know, you don't really know much about it. It's like uh, brand new to you. I remember, man, we used to find fucking ditch hemp the worst shit. Like, how does it work? You know, we cut uh, a bunch of male plants that were ditchweed down, and we dried them out in front of a fucking heat lamp when I was in high school. And we were just smoking, like, dirty, plain old hemp. There was no way there was fucking any THC in it. <laughs> dried out, like, brown leaves from a fucking heat lamp. Heat lamp. In a Ziploc bag. Like, a <sighs> heat lamp in a Ziploc bag. The grossest possible thing you can imagine, because we didn't know shit about fuck back then. And uh, we still thought we were higher than shit. Yeah, I bet you were. So I don't know, man. Don't you know. you it's, did, uh, you know, it's a lot of like within you, you know, the, the mind is a funny thing. Absolutely. And, you know, subjective human experience. Uh, you can hold your breath and spin around in a real tight circle for about 25 seconds and get pretty fucking weird. So what are you going to ban? What's psychosis? What are you going to see? What's your audio visual hallucinations? You know, do you uh, talk to God and have visions, man? Yeah. And who's to tell you, you that you're not? You don't really need the weed. For that kind of stuff. To see shit, hear shit, or be paranoid. Eh, doesn't take a lot of weed, man. Yeah. Doesn't take a lot of weed, man. Uh, well, you know, who do we have to look out for? The children. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, marijuana-induced psychosis. This is not new. But for for just comparison, in 2019, when they last did this, it, it's like we were, it was at maybe like 19%. We're now, the percentages are going up, like 50%. Okay, these numbers make no sense to me. It's like 19% of what? 19% of the 50% are 60% more likely (laughs) to be 59% full of shit. Yeah. So she's just spouting numbers at this point. Yeah, I think that's right. Where these high-frequent users who are younger consuming this potent marijuana are having psychosis. And when we say younger, how much younger? So meaning, not, not that the users are younger, I'm just saying the younger age bracket. So 16 to 25. Okay. So okay. we're looking, it's trending okay. younger than other populations, which were studied because I think the access is so much easier. So no matter what people were saying about, well, marijuana will be legalized, then it'll be regulated. The reality is that with legalization, there's greater access. So you're trying to tell me that the generation who uh, is pounded with tablets all day at school, uh, metal detectors at the school door, uh, no such thing as boys and girls, that's kind of your own like spiritual decision uh 
Uh, safety distance dance. God isn't real. He's just a fake thing made by the white man. You're bad because you're not the right color and gender, but you don't have a gender. This is the generation that's experiencing a higher rate of psychosis. <laughs> Fucking weed, man. Somebody ought to do something about that weed. Ay, ay, ay. I know. Don't ask about their medications, though, that they've been prescribed by their routine appointments oh, no, with no, doctors. No, 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 no. We're not... Don't don't cross-examine SSRIs. Let's not talk about therapy. Let's not talk about uh, any of this other no, external baby. factors. No way. Big Pharma is cashing the checks for these motherfuckers talking right now. Yeah, of course, man. Of course, they got more to say. TV's their what product. What do you do if, he, if someone is experiencing some type of psychosis? So you have to take that really seriously. Really? Um, like I said, that requires Serious. hospitalization. You I don't have to do shit, lady. You go to an emergency lady. room department. Um, you go to a psychiatric care facility. And it's. I want to make it clear that this isn't just a one and done necessarily. That, oh, we had a psychotic episode. Oh, and after a few days or even a week in the hospital, they came home and everything was fine. You then, after that, have an increased vulnerability and chance if you continue to use particularly marijuana. So I want to also be clear, number one on the list. So amphetamines and then all these other drugs are underneath it. But marijuana is number one in terms of inducing psychosis with wow. frequent use. <laughs> That's a bold statement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This lady is experiencing psychosis. I think that she could use a joint, man. That's like my honest medical advice. How about that? A lot of people. Come and take my degree, bitch. <laughs> A lot of people do listen to what the TV says to them. Oh, sure. And they follow directions. I think those numbers are going down by 52% and 69% yeah. and, and whatever other numbers she's making up. Those are, you know, they're feeling the panic, man. Definitely. Really showing their ass over the last few years. Okay. Even look, the normies are like, hmm. Things are a little odd. Something doesn't seem like uh, fully on the up and up here. I wonder what that might be. I don't know. Why are 30-year-olds dying of heart attacks? Hmm. Fucking, like, strange, isn't it? Isn't that yeah. weird? Strange phenomena. Uh, but this lady is telling you to go bring your kid to a psych ward, have them locked up for, you know, however mm -hmm. long it's going to take, and yeah. then basically label them as a nut job that's got to go back. Yeah. You know what uh, dramatically increases your psychosis diagnosis probability? <laughs> this is running off to the fucking mental hospital, my man. I bet. Uh, you know what also can ruin your life as an American citizen is ending up in a psych ward because then you're going to lose your gun rights, yeah, I believe. You lose a lot, man. You lose a lot. Yeah. And to do that to your child, get fucked. Just try to avoid touching the system in any way. That's my advice these days. You yeah. got to touch them at the doctor. You got to touch them at the dentist. You got to touch them at the uh, public school. Yeah, just like as as little as possible of that as you can get away with. That's what I would be doing. Yeah. Well, you know, in Prohibition, which we're all still under, you worried about cops carting your kid away, locking them up, and then having a permanent record because they got caught with some weed. In their possession. Mm -hmm. But this seems worse. Starting them straight into the, uh, like, institutionalized medicine path. Yeah. And like I said, you just sign away your rights People once you sign in there. And the kids, if it's your kid, they don't get a choice, right? You're the parent. You sign them in. Yeah, that's You're right. You're the adult 
ruining their future, Mm -hmm. (laughs) setting them up on this path of dependency on Western medicine. In the name of just freaking out, trying to help them. This is the thing. It's very dangerous and it's kind of common. It's not really like a political thing or a this dimension, that dimension thing. It's just really common for people to overreact. I think. Definitely. This is like overreaction. And most things in life, whether it's making you very angry or very afraid or very sad and heartbroken and feeling like, you know, there's this big weight on you. These are kind of the three areas, right? These are the three emotional states. And a lot of that can be whittled down, my friends, by just sitting down, taking breaths and and just observing it, being a passive observer. Don't be chased around by these ideas like you need to make your decisions in thoughtful love and wisdom. And in order to even be able to do that as a freaky little human in a meat sack, flush full of hormones, you've got to take breaths and not overreact. You got to think shit out, you know? And if you haven't had physical time, if you're like, well, I did think it out last night, uh, but right after I heard about it, you know, and today I've got to dis- no, you don't have a- you know, I'm talking about like a couple of days to think things through before rushing off and making rash decisions that are going to alter the entire future trajectory of your life, man. Yeah. Most of these things can be solved by changing your diet, by uh, plant medicines. T-Dubs in the chat says exercise, sleep, eat meat. Like, yeah, there are a bunch of things you need to get through first before running off to ask these fucking psychopaths in white lab coats, what you should do about it. You can figure that out, man. I promise you, you can figure that out. That's true. The, the cases where you can't are actually so exceedingly rare. They have, I'm not saying it's never happened, but it's not you, my average lovey, you know, you can probably figure it out. And they, they don't even try, man. They just rush off and cement it. They like say, oh, I have psychosis. You know, they solidify it. Yeah. You go in and you tell somebody to confirm it for you. And of course they do. Right. They do that. That's their profession is to do that for you. And then you got it. And so then, you know, that's your decision, man. Yep. You could have had it another way. And one last clip from this bitch bringing back some old reefer madness propaganda. We see a lot of very serious, like mental illness type of um, diagnoses happen in that those years, that 16 to 25, 16 to 23, where things like schizophrenia, that's when it appears. I mean, I think that's shocking to people. You see an adult with schizophrenia, but oftentimes those symptoms start in adolescence. So if you have any vulnerability, any family history of mental illness, and then you start using marijuana on top of it, you then increase your chances that this could become actually a lifelong kind of consequence. So it's actually really serious. Yeah, it is. It's very scary, too. Ah, serious and scary. That was my takeaway. I'm now very serious, taking all of this seriously, and I'm fucking terrified. I'm pooping in my drawers, man. Yeah. But the schizophrenia thing has been around for a while with studies saying that pot exacerbates or, well, what they want to say is that weed causes schizophrenia. And from my understanding, it can lead to an earlier onset of symptoms or schizophrenic-like symptoms. Mm. Maybe just you're high. It's also uh, 
a questionnaire like checklist they go down that they ask you and you like answering questions, you know? It's all so subjective. Like Oh yeah. What is your human experience like? Tell me about it. Well, you know. Yeah, it's how all- much do you want to know? All right. We all function and think and live completely different lives. Yeah. So we're all crazy in our own special way. Oh yeah. And I mean, that's the thing too. Like something that's insane to me might be like no big deal to somebody who's more experienced in a certain realm or whatever. I don't know. Yep. It was like the uh, arcing power line the other day, you know? Yeah. For me, I was like, man, this might be a non-emergency line number. And then it fire got kind of bigger. And I was like, wow, maybe this is a big deal. And then the fire guys got there and they're like, I can't do this shit. Got to call a company, yeah. Yeah, the one we started off trying to get a hold of. I was like, I don't know. That's kind of new for me. Fires climbing out of (laughs) electric lines in trees. I got it. I don't know. Well, if you believe these borderline AI journalists at the Wall Street Journal, in their companion reporting that went on with this interview, they say using numbers from the Boston Children's Hospital. That about a third of children using weed, which is, of course, 33%, report experiencing hallucinations or paranoia. Mm. And as you know, one of my first weed experiences was as a young lass, not a legal adult. <laughs> and I was feline fine. Yeah. And I had a great goddamn time and I came out of it okay. You know, it was just silly. I was high. Well, you know. I got high. It's almost like if you have a young child and they fall over on their ass you know um if you rush over them and go oh, are you okay oh my god oh my god yeah they'll probably start crying mm-hmm. and if you say oh yeah you fell on your ass all right get up they'll probably get up without crying yep and a lot of this is the reaction of, uh, around people how should i feel about this oh you should be totally devastated we're so Trauma massaged, and we're like, oh, yeah, we want trauma-based care, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't want fucking trauma-based care. I want pleasure-based care, bro. I want health-based care. I want uh, get-better-based care. I want, like, a, I'm a fucking big, bad man, unstoppable care. That's what I want. Yeah. I want trauma-based care. Get the fucking trauma out of my care, dude. Right. If you care, get the trauma out of there. I like that. You got no quarter for that shit. Yeah. Just love me. <laughs> yeah. If I need help, help me, because you love me. Love over fear. Every time. Oh, there was a federal study that came out this week answering a very important question in stoner culture. What causes the munchies? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's an almost million-dollar question. Yeah. Partly funded by the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, along Uh. with the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and some alcohol-related state revenue in Washington, because this all went down at Washington State University. I Uh, figured it'd be like Nestle and Frito-Lay funding the shit. Yeah, well, you know, maybe they slipped some uh, donations into the back channels there. What am I saying? USDA, yeah. Yeah. You know it. (laughs) What's the fucking difference? Monsanto. Yeah. yeah. Um, Never mind. That's silly me. They exposed mice to weed vape or vapors, you know, vaporized weed. (laughs) They blew joints into mice face. (laughs) Yeah, probably. That's kind of how I like to imagine it. It's like they've got the mouse in a chair with a little hat on like clockwork orange and the eyeballs pulled open and they're just blowing smoke at it. Like, ah, what's going on? You got Nick the rat in line. He's like, well, actually, 
identify as a mouse for the purposes of this study? Today only. <laughs> can you blow the weed in my face? Dan, can we get some weed in my face? Dan? These researchers used calcium imaging technology, which, from my understanding, is similar to a brain MRI, to track changes in neuron activity. And they found that the weed vapor attached to the cannabinoid 1 receptors in the brain and activated the so-called feeding neurons and the hypothalamus. And they have a crazy name. Hypothalamus. I will attempt to read it. Okay. The agouti-related protein neurons. Mm. Agouti, A-G-O-U-T-I. Then they put it all into more scientific terms. Even more? Oh, my God. Yeah, right? Made me feel like a dummy real quick. I could follow that, okay? We got some, uh, you know... The CB1 receptors, sure. Mm-hmm. We have an endocannabinoid system in our body, and it attached to CB1. And then we've got these neurons, and the, they're the eating, the feeding neurons. It's like, oh, it's time to eat. Okay. Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, I got it. But in more scientific terms, <laughs> if you want to be real technical. In more scientific terms, the ankle bone's connected to the knee bone. <laughs> the study showed the pharmacological activation of CB1R attenuated inhibitory synaptic tone onto hunger-promoting agouti-related peptide neurons within the MBH, or mediobasal hypothalamus. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, that make, that clears it up for me. Oh, yeah. Yep. Me too. We got real technical there. I know you're half-retarded. But I like my version better. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I is accurate. I have kind of found a flippity floppity on that, man, personally in my own life. And, and really for most things with weed, you know, people are like, oh, this strain, and I got an indica in the couch, and sativa is a real cerebral, you know? And like, uh, I find that to be true. And I suspect that, like, at least part of that is because of that known thing that people keep saying over and over again. And I've also found uh, in the days where I didn't really know what the fuck my weed was you know because there was a long time yeah where, where like you didn't know what your weed was you had some weird name that a guy called it right but you didn't know what the fuck your weed was it was weed mm-hmm. but it would do kind of what i needed it to do including like you know the same bag if i'm like fucking hungry and i'm uh not at a point where i can eat in a while i've i've, I've like took a couple hits off of jay and not been hungry anymore and at the same time, I've been super nauseous and had no appetite and took a couple of hits of the same bag to be like, all right, now I could have some fucking SpaghettiOs or whatever, you know? Like yeah. Choke down a chicken noodle soup. So I don't know. Weed, you've said this a lot of times. It helps. It helps. And it's like, what do you need? Well, the weed can kind of help facilitate it. It's, it's more of an intentional thing and like, what do you expect from it? And I think that goes with the psychosis thing too. Like if you, yeah. if you expect or fear... Because there's not a lot of difference, by the way, people, what you expect and what you fear. You're, you're inviting both of those things. So, like, if you expect or fear some psychosis, man, that probably, probably increases the likelihood at the very least. Yeah. Sounds right to me. It's a very versatile plant. It's very mysterious, you know? Yeah. We don't have a lot of studies. We need more studies. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> it reminds me of breast milk, too. Because it Man, gives them studies. babies exactly what they need at the time that they need it. And yeah. there's no scientific explanation for how it happens, how it adjusts itself. Just knows. It's, it's almost <sighs> like 
somebody put this together who really knew what they were doing or something. Uh, yeah. You know, it's almost like maybe there's something a little bit bigger and smarter than just us people. I sure hope so. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. That's one theory that I had once, but probably just because I was stoned. I don't know. Well, I found myself listening to a new podcast this week. Oh, yes. Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Danger Zone. A little new podcast action. Yeah. This is the Justice Today podcast. Okay. Can from I boost the it? National Institute of Justice. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it anyway. Okay. I, I just didn't get much value out of it All is right. what I'm saying. Okay. I, I know Heard. that's harsh. I'm sorry. People work really hard. Honesty <laughs> fucking sometimes sucks, dude. Yeah. Trust my tax me. paying dollars at work probably put this <laughs> podcast together. Are and you it's, a, you one know. of them tax gayers or something? <laughs> Absolutely silent. Yeah. Well, anyway, they had, they're doing um, a series on what's known and unknown about marijuana. Okay. And in this first part, they had a National Institute of Justice scientist joined them, Dr. Francis Scott. Dr. Scott! Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Nice. Um, she comes in to talk about the chemistry and all the difficulties in defining marijuana legally, politically, and scientifically. Sure. When it comes to, you know, crime labs, to putting the farm bill together in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I took a clip um, because they brought up that silly definition of hemp being 0.3% THC under the 2018 farm bill. Yeah. And she got into it a little bit. So okay. I clipped it. Here it is. So Brent and I um, co-wrote an article. It was in Police Chief Magazine, I think October. Um, and look at talking about some of the results. And so just out of those first results out of just out of the plants, before we even get into the finished products, um, you know, he'd bought, uh, over 50, I think, um, different plant samples marketed as hemp. And when he actually did the analysis, he found that the vast majority of them were not legally hemp. They're legally marijuana. Now, that those are random things. That's if they're more than a point. Yes, it does, right? And but the problem is, I mean, it's not more than 0.3%. So some of these were like 0.35%, 0.4%. Okay, so they're really tiny amounts. So the the implication, I mean, who can say? But the implication is this is legitimate farmers legitimately trying to grow hemp. They're not trying to grow illicit marijuana and get you high, because quite frankly, you'd have to smoke a joint the size of a telephone pole to get much off of that 0.35 percent show me the way so it's just it's just a really hard line and it's a really low line so i don't have better answers um but it's sort of fascinating where that 0.3 percent came from too it seems to have come from like one mention hypothetically in an article from like the 1950s and kind of got picked up and run with, because we don't know because we've, because we've done things sort of qualitatively for a long time. Right. Imagine my shock. Wow. Yeah, definitely. That some nearly hundred year old document would be dictating what they're doing in the legal sphere today. Hey, hey. So I wanted to find that article. That she mentioned? I thought, yeah. oh, okay, we'll find a hemp article from the 50s, blah, blah, blah. Sure. 
couldn't find it. But just yesterday, there was a correction posted on the page where this podcast lives. Oh. And um, it's a fact check action. A little fact checking. Okay. Made me proud. It's a nice change of events. <laughs> right. Yeah. Unexpected development. A little fact check. The article referenced by Dr. Scott as having been published in the 1950s was actually published in 1976. That's different. And the title of the article is A Practical and Natural Taxonomy for Cannabis by Ernest Small and Arthur Cronquist. Uh, and it was published in Taxon, August 1976. So, wrong decade. But, wrong you know. Two decades. Yeah. She nailed it, though. I was just grabbing some very old information and running with that mm. in the dinosaur that is this system. Gotta love it, it man. Gotta love it. She probably printed it out on a dot matrix printer and gave it to her boss with fucking highlighter <laughs> all over it. Yeah. How does one print PDF? She found out that day. Yeah. Well, um, the Justice Department is requesting the dismissal of a lawsuit, which would seek, it's seeking to block the enforcement of federal prohibition against state legal activity. Mm. You would think that state law would trump federal law, but at this point in time, with the Supreme Court decisions that have rolled out. Yeah. No. No, we're all a bitch to the Fed, supposedly, yeah. is how it's supposed to work. They point to the Commerce Clause. They point to the Supremacy Clause. It's like, oh, no. No, no, no. The federal government is what we follow. Yeah. And you are just lucky that we're not making you lick our boots yet, legal states. So... The DOJ is coming at this judge saying, oh, yeah, uh, you should just dismiss this. And we have a 25 page memo with our legal argument that we'd like you to accept, even though usually the cutoff is 20 pages. Now, this is a big deal lawsuit because the forces behind it include multi-state operator Verano Holdings, Canna Provisions, Wiseacre Farm and the CEO from Trevit in Massachusetts. And um, the attorneys, their list is so long on their law firm name, Boys, Schiller, Flexner, and Lesser, Newman, Aleo, and Nasser LLP. A lot of big boys, a lot of big hitters there. They've represented people such as Al Gore. Uh, they're representing the plaintiffs, so will it get dismissed? Hmm. We have to wait and find out, but uh, I do have my doubts. This is interesting. Yeah. Need some heavy hitters in there. Heavy hitters indeed. Uh, and, you know, they bring up that although weed was originally banned on the Controlled Substances Act, now we've got these state legal things and it's not fair. It's unconstitutional, in fact, for them to prevent them from being able to take out their business deductions when they are state legal businesses and then can't work with the banks and all of this nonsense we've seen go down. Thanks, Internal Revenue Service Code 280E. Oh, yeah. Really just great work you're doing there. <laughs> oh, sad day in California because activists have found out that they failed to collect enough signatures to qualify psilocybin legalization for the November ballot. Ah, nuts. Yeah, that was the decriminalized California group. So better so luck next time. I'll have to wait a little bit for uh, mushroom DMVs. Yeah, right. 
Uh, there's yeah. a Florida case that came across my lap this week. A uh, 27-year-old guy was arrested in December 2020 when sheriffs decided to search or serve a warrant and then search his residence, and they found almost 30 pounds of weed. Of course, there was a confidential informant that had previously made two purchases, and <laughs> no that's way. how this all came about. No way. They planned a third, but instead of the CI showing up, it was the cops, or the schnapps. Mm-hmm. So... This dude was charged with four felonies and a misdemeanor, and he pled no contest. Uh, two years later, there was a hearing at which prosecutors decided to display photos of his legally owned firearms that mm. were in his residence. Yeah. Um, and one was like a Ruger pistol, <laughs> and then he had a rifle. Okay. And so now this gets really gross. The prosecutors willy-nilly decide to mention that there was a potential murder a couple months before his arrest Okay, that was possibly linked to the sale of weed in that area. <laughs> and they didn't say anything about the plaintiff, or the defendant, excuse me, being involved with this killing. They just threw it out there. They just you know, said, just oh, you know. Fun fact. Yeah. Someone was murdered with Ob- a gun. Objection, strike from record, relevancy, anything like that? After sentencing, the judge mentioned the photos of the guns and made this very paradoxical statement. Uh, And I quote, and what hurts you the most, Mr. Nelson, was the photographs of the guns. They did not charge with those. I did not take that into account. But why you did this, I do not know. I didn't take it into account, but I'm going to mention it at your sentencing hearing. Yes. What the fuck, bro? Judges are so goofy. So silly billies. Silly billies. Nelson obviously appealed the case the next month with his attorneys. Yeah. And last Friday, a panel of three appellate judges ruled that his right to due process had been violated during his sentencing when the trial judge had taken uh, his ownership of firearms into consideration, especially considering the fact that. He hadn't been charged with any firearms-related offenses and had been exercising his protected Second Amendment rights as a lawful gun owner. Yeah. It's very normal to have a gun. Yeah, so... Especially if it's a Ruger pistol and a fucking rifle. Two guns. Come on. Yeah, nothing crazy going on This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Yeah, so... Got um, nothing to do with weed, either. Like, weed and guns is two different things, my man. Yeah, they ordered a new sentencing, and now they're just waiting for a new judge to be assigned and a hearing date to be set. But, uh, of course, the panel found that prosecutors were unable to prove Howard had not partially relied on his gun ownership in pronouncing his sentence, given the remarks that were made. Mm. And um, they've thrown out that sentence, and, as I said, directed the chief judge to reassign the case to a different judge for a new sentencing. So, now we wait. Try again. But just imagine, th- he got arrested in 2020, and he's still dealing with this shit yeah, in the legal system. sucks, man. That's what's messed up. Yeah. And that hearing was two years later. <laughs> hmm. So, crazy. Um, here in the Show Me State, the Highway Patrol decided to step out and say, uh, you know, hey, thanks for the $7 million that we took out of your tax dollars to pay for overtime and hire temps 
to go through county clerk's offices and assist with all these weed expungements. But we're probably going to need another five years. Now, (laughs) I don't understand what the highway patrol has to do with that. Yeah, I can tell you. That should be all county clerks dealing with this. Yes. And little data entry people and the temps that are going through this. Smallest ones you can find. But they had this whole... PR stunt that they pulled off last Tuesday. And uh, a couple days later, Missouri courts sent out a request for $3.7 million to continue this arduous expungement process. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They were supposed to have everything done by January 8th, um, as mandated by what we, not we, but what was put into the Constitution, voted in there by the Missouri voters right uh and as of january 2nd they had 103,558 completed they don't know how many pending are out there no that's a good number but you don't need four million dollars more you got what you got and you're supposed to budget it out accordingly and make it fucking happen right if i miss a deadline i lose my client and my job Mm -hmm. if they miss a deadline they ask for more money It's incredible. Welcome to your government. Grinds my fucking gears, man. Yeah, all the incentives are to suck hard ass and waste maximum money. Seriously. Uh, And speaking of sucking ass, uh, we had the situation in Montana a while back um, where, you know, the governor vetoed something. The weed revenue bill. Is that something? Yeah. And um, didn't give legislators a chance to overturn his veto because he just kind of slipped it in at the end of session and <laughs> didn't alert anyone. So then everyone Ooh, slipped it in. was just throwing their hands up saying, oh, too late, too late, can't override the veto. Right. And legislators were pissed. So they started looking for ways to get around it. And the people, the backers of uh, the bill put together a court case So, oh, no, we'll figure this out. We'll take your ass to court. So a Montana judge has ruled that the legislators can vote again on the vetoed weed revenue bill. Uh, They are now allowing the Montana legislature to hold an override vote for this bill that passed with a super majority, mind you, Mm -hmm. but was vetoed by the governor. So, wow. You know the shot there. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, <laughs> how could they let it go down? You know what I mean? Like that was just so dirty. Yeah, it was. And the, but they really thought they were going to get away with it. Uh, it's gross. If man. only it wasn't for you meddling legislators <laughs> and your bill backers, the lobbyists out there in the court system. We could have gotten away with it if you just said nothing. Ah, yeah. Stupid. Makes me so mad. Uh, and, uh, Finally, CBS ran a report this week about um, how New York City accounted for a whopping 10% of all fentanyl seized in the United States in 2023. I thought for all of New York City, that seems kind of low. Yeah. Kind of. They talked about the 95 corridor being a hot spot and they go into this whole China makes the chemicals and sends them to Mexico and then the cartels press them into pills and then they drive them up the I-95 corridor and sell them in New York City. Everyone here is dying of the fentanyl and it's like, well, where are the numbers, man? Uh, They also talked about how 
you know, the mixtures. The mixtures. With xylazine is the new one coming out that everyone's talking about, especially in Pennsylvania and such. Yep. Uh, and if, according to law enforcement in these this CBS article, right? So take it with a grain of salt. But they say if it's a mixture with fentanyl and xylazine, then the Narcan or reversal antidote spray does not work. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So. That's not good. No, it's not good at all. And there is one final story I brought tonight. Uh, it'll be linked in the show notes. Fox News had an exclusive Ooh. into where New York City's illegal weed shops is getting their flower from. Oh, boy. And you know what they found out? Seeds in dirt. <laughs> yeah. From <laughs> legal state suppliers that can't get it out there because there's not enough legal dispensaries. Ah, uh, yeah. Look at that. But the, they didn't. Uh, Emerald ex- Market. Yeah, they didn't exactly say that. They were looking at other states saying, this is California's legal weed, and this is uh, Michigan's legal weed, and there's a little bit of New York City legal weed, but it's all the legal markets not regulating correctly, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, we're getting that whole uh, laws of economics trump your fucking dumbass laws of paper. Yeah, strange how that works, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Free yeah. market survives and thrives no matter what. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? People actually are like sentient creatures that run around and do things. Isn't that wild? I think it's refreshing. (laughs) I think it's refreshing. Yeah. A lot of fun. And with that, I'm ready to pass the torch. Oh, well, I'll take that torch uh, and throw it the Rev's way. All right. Because he's got a fresh, hot metal moment for us, uh, as per usual. Let's give it a little listen. Market Zero. In the bowl and in the morning, this here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Rogu with this week's Metal Moment. Trivium is a quartet that was formed in Orlando, Florida in 1999. The band's debut album, Ember to Inferno, is their only album released through Life Force Records in 2003. In 2004, they were signed to Roadrunner Records, where they've stayed ever since. The band has since released 10 studio albums and over 20 singles, and was nominated for a Grammy for Best Metal Performance in 2019. From their 2005 album Ascendancy, this is Trivium, like light to the flies.
sucker for that kind of sound. Holy oh, shit. Oh, man. I saw Trivium live on the Family Values Tour, ah, which I went to. There you go. And Corn put it on. Evanescence was there. And Duran Gray was a part of it. <laughs> and that's the first time I heard Trivium, and they rocked it live. And yeah, I love that sound. It's a great, great sound. One. I like when the sing-songing parts come in. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that. It reminded me of like, uh, it's probably a poor comparison. I'm not trying to be an ass, but like uh, the sound Pillar had. It was probably like the closest thing to metal I listened to in, uh, when I was really young. You know? Yeah. Light up the world, baby. There you go. Yeah, that was tight. Yeah, thanks, Rev. High energy. I love the metal moment, man. It always like, fills me back up with that like second wind. That's right. Right here in the show. Yep. After that behind the curtain, you get woken back up. Blah, 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 blah. Little metal moment. We appreciate everything the Rev does for us. Uh, you can follow him along. He's got that new handle, remember? He told us last week. Yeah, at Sir Rev Cybertrucker at RevCybertrucker.com. Ba-bam. I'll have a link in the show notes so you can follow him on the Fediverse. That's right. The Fediverse has become much more decentralized in the past couple of weeks, and I celebrate this. Yeah, I think it's a win. It's a good thing. All around. It's healthy. Good for everybody overall. Just uh, lick your finger, put it up in the air. You'll know I'm right. Feel that? Feel which way the wind's blowing? Yep. Uh, it's blowing right in the voicemail. That's where it's blowing. Woo! Play a little game every week. Uh, we like to call the first time I ever did a thing, right? We change the thing. We try to keep it fresh and exciting. What's the first time you ever uh, did a bunch of different things? Talked about stitches last week. This week's first time I ever. First time. I ever made a video call. Yeah, first time you ever video called. First time I ever made a video call. I don't care what it was on, a platform, doesn't matter. I don't care if you FaceTimed somebody or whatever the fuck they call it. Computer screen, webcam phone call, whatever. Let us know by picking up your phone, calling or texting 816-607-3663. There's uh, a little song to get you in the mood to whip your phone out. I need eyes to that last little in the blue. In the blue. Oh man. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic shit. Um, yeah, first time you ever did a thing. There are a few callers who have chimed in. Yeah. Uh, we also got some texts too, by the way. Ooh. Yeah, I got some texts. Um Yeah? Yeah. There's a texter looking for work in all the wrong places. Oh yeah. I I'm not hiring. No. Unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I might text you something. Might have some links, exploratory whatever. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, times is weird, man. Gonna have to find you a job. That's right. Put food on your family. Uh, we got a text from Sir Candanavian. Left the social. Good luck. Hey, man. Aw. Appreciate it. Good luck to you, too. Yeah. Wherever you are out there. If you ever activity pub it up, man, follow me at spook, spook.social. Or make a spook.social. Who gives a shit? Right? Yeah. It's a great place. I'll convince Booberry to kick somebody else out so we can still have 16, mm. 69 people. Good thinking. Yeah. Uh, make Alberta great again. He texts a little hat. <laughs> Best of luck. He's out there doing it. 
That's Sir Candanavian. Uh, but yes, we do have some calls, of course, uh, including from this treasured caller. Hey, so much blueberry. So much blueberry. Oh, listen so much blueberry. boobs. Uh, you wouldn't believe the amount of blueberry. Yeah, listen to the one with uh, blueberry and the both birds. Okay. <laughs> and then um, listen to bull. Bulls and bulls right and bulls. And bulls. Uh, but I never actually got the questions. So I just answered whatever, which I haven't even got to my vocal mail. But we're doing a make good. Can make make goods count, right? Right. Of course. Always. Yeah. They're so evergreen. Ever. All, like, all left ties are evergreen. Hashtag too soon. Um, but yeah, uh, first time I ever got stitches was on my skull. Actually. Ooh, gruesome. Um, well, I mean, not literally, but you know, my head, my dome. Okay. Uh, which I can see of more day by day, sadly. But, uh, <laughs> anywho, uh, yeah, so I was, I was, I was a big fan of the flash. Um, the TV show and just yeah, so I was running down the hall when I was a when I was a wee little one, shorter than I am now, um, and I uh, was running down the hall playing Flash and just bam right in the corner, ouch, and uh, whatnot, and uh, yeah, yada yada yada, went and got stitches. So, anywho, that's that's that. You gotta um, get it sewn up, man. I also got staples another time, Ugh. but. Uh, that is not for now because that is not the question. So, plain flash. You know, got to run fast, but you also got to look where you're going. So, no doubt. Listen to y'all. Ah. Dame DeLorean, Suspensa. Love you guys. Love you. Not dangerous. And whether or not you're playing flash or you're just flashing or you're being flashed, give a hearty. I wonder if the phone warranty covers uh, loss of mic due to heavy cacaoing. Mm. Probably, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely covered, man. You're covered. Yeah. You're covered. Thanks for calling. And yes, that is canon. Christopher Battles is always correct. Uh, F ties last forever. They don't go stale. They have no shelf life expiration date. Well, their shelf life is forever, I guess. They have nothing but shelf life, you could say. Think about it. Analyze it. Uh, we had another one. Yay! Dale! Dale! I say Dale! He said Dale. Bowl after bowl with the Spencer and Lorian. Woo! <laughs> All right. I love it. Um, another one some, like, garbage webcams way back when. Yeah. But, like, they never really did anything. Like, they'd be, like, freebie ones or something like that. They were, mm. like... So, never really... It's trying to think. Like, I don't remember ever really video calling. Interesting. Um, with them. I mean, probably tried, but I want, like nothing that comes to mind. So honestly, like, kind of feels like with phones, because yeah, I never really had good cameras. Never been like super computer. I, mean, I remember having like floppy disks and not floppy disks, but hard disks and stuff back in the day, like loading like games and stuff as a kid. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just not got never got a super computer and what what not or like super into nerd out in the computers or anything. So I never really had the web cameras. So like, honestly, it's probably just using like a phone, like an iPhone or something like that, which makes me feel like a little too modern, but, uh, yeah. And like, that wasn't even mine. It was just like, Oh, you know, like, like, uh, cause I got one of the first, a newer, newer iPhone or whatever, like three GS or something. I was like my first iPhone back in the day. 
Um, but like that, I don't think it had like the FaceTime and all that. So mm, yeah, yeah I don't so it's probably so. using like somebody else's on one. But yeah, it's, it's just trippy, like how like reliant like you can be with just like video calling and stuff like that. Like I'll be on job sites, I'll be able to like call the boss and you know just the fact I'm there like and I have a camera mm-hmm. like. He doesn't need to be there. I can just be like, oh, hey, what would I do in this in this situation sort of thing? It's like, oh, yeah, you know, good, 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 good to go. And all the all the problem solving that it co- or, uh, helps out with. And uh, crazy how the pandemic would come on our devices. Yeah. The camera, just just the camera and the, the, the video calling and whatnot. So, anywho, well, just out here uh, shredding documents with flames because it's more quicker, faster. <laughs> True. So. Love you guys. Start dangerous, and uh, whether or not the fires are burning, or you're burning it, go ahead and give a hotty. Cacao! Cacao! Wow, wow, wow. Oh, my good God. Uh, thank you, caller. Yeah, that's funny. Um, just being able to kind of visually check out a job site or give advice. Uh, there are a lot of people when I was in real estate who would like do showings on video calls mm. and uh, do like a, you know, for a client that's like out of state, right? And they're like, All right, sure. well, we're, we're going to look at the house on video call. Okay, well, I can point the camera a bunch of different directions. Uh, don't do that. At least maybe if it's your first look through, yeah, that's fine. But don't write an offer on a house you have not smelled. Yeah, definitely. That is my advice to you bowlers. Never ever write an offer on a house that you have never smelled before. Always sniff that thing. Uh, yeah, sniff it good. Yeah, there's certain things that don't yet uh, translate over the the data plan. Yeah. I'm sure, they'll figure it out eventually. But smell a vision. Not there yet. Coming soon. Not there yet. You remember the uh, first video call you ever did? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, it was with you. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's funny as hell. Uh, I didn't have a smartphone until my senior year of high school. And I had to get a certain model for the journalism school I was going to for college. <sighs> because, you know, you never know when you're going to be on the street and some breaking news is going to go down. You got to get live on the bird shite. That's right. So they got to stream it, bro. Shield the Apple products. <laughs> yep. So I was a very excited high school senior with an iPhone. I thought I was hot shit. <laughs> Although, soon realized it wasn't as great as my sidekick. You thought you're hot shit, but you're not shit? Yeah. R.I.P. sidekick. I loved that phone. That was my favorite phone ever. Anyway, I had this iPhone. It had video capabilities. I didn't need to video anyone. Certainly wasn't going to video call with my grandparents i don't think they would have been able to figure it out sorry guys mm. uh but no one click install <laughs> no no not that simple i could make phone calls and i made plenty of phone calls with friends and family so everyone knew i was okay didn't need to see me and i didn't need to incriminate myself on camera <laughs> so based what happened was my freshman year of college we were together already. I had already met you. We got attached at the hip. Yeah. And then... Fast friends. I just thought, well, it's Christmas vacation coming up. You go home. You go home to your family. Mm. And I did that thing. Many, I, many such cases. Yeah. I went 
back to massive huge tits <laughs> and i was staying with my family and you were working i think i did for a couple of days like or an something, adult like a few days my freshman year i yeah. did for a few or maybe a week or something well you were a short drive away from your home right like three to yeah. five hours hour or something and a half. Like that. no oh yeah Hour and two, uh, two hours probably actually. Two hours flat. I had to get on a plane. Yeah. And commit to going home. Right. You don't just kind of come back a little bit. And as soon as I got there, no, as soon as I said goodbye to you at the gate, I missed the fuck out of you. And so you were like just texting constantly or calling, whatever. And at some point, you got off work from the bar and you were going home. And I was in my bed because, you know, grandparents, they have an early bedtime. Yeah. And so, and I had the whole upstairs to myself. They were, they started sleeping in the basement. I don't know. It's where the TV is out. I do know. And so I had the whole upstairs to myself and I thought, oh, what the hell? I'll give this video call a try. And I called you on my cell phone late night when I needed your love. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great to see you again. I think we already had Murphy. Mm-hmm. Our oldest dog. <laughs> so you were like showing me Murphy on the phone, and I was like Murphy, and he was like, oh, oh, looking around. Yeah, where is she? Where's the lady I love? And uh, and then you know we were just talking like we always did, and then you know, one thing led to another, and I had no clothes on, and <laughs> you probably didn't either. And uh, I remember like I didn't bring any adult toys home with me uh and i'm not like toy reliant right but you get spoiled you know you get spoiled with the vibrators and having a cock around all the time (laughs) so i found a hairbrush (laughs) and i proceeded to put on a show for you popped a perk 30 got straight to fucking (laughs) yeah yeah first video call guys i just was like ah hell i'll just Put this in my pussy. Oh my goodness gracious. I remember it well. I do too. Yeah, it was a great goddamn I'm pretty time. sure I still have fucking screen co- uh, shots from that you call. You do. In fact, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I My angles weren't the best, you know, but uh, like, pretty, good. pretty good. Pretty good for one time. I'm going to hang on to these images. It's history. For, uh, yeah. Historical yeah, purposes. Right. As soon for, as For my scrapbook later, you know? As soon as the video call was a thing of our time, people jacked off that's very true amazing uh, you know oh i can see you you can see me show bobs <laughs> <laughs> uh this next caller might show us some, some bobs all right hey uh hey, so hey. i'm sitting here on that uh twitter uh, formerly shake. known as x okay <laughs> yeah and i realized there are a lot of free video call conferencing services out there. Yeah. Who the fuck is going to consider it a benefit to pay $8 to use this stupid Twitter? Um, well, I didn't even know that was remote. a, yeah. like, that was a paid thing. I don't think, uh, hey, let me just sit around and wait for someone to video call me. <laughs> uh and I'm not going to pay $8 to be the one to make the calls. <laughs> um, hey, can you call me, bro, on video? Yeah. There's free shit out there. Everything else is like an 
Oh, oh, look at me. We can do that, too. No, you probably do it pretty shitty. <laughs> and it's not really a service uh, many people like or use. <laughs> and another funny thing is, yeah. during that uh, time period, when people wore masks, They'd wear their mask on video calls. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That was funny shit. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, you better, you better be safe. Hashtag you never don't know forget. what kind of viruses are out there on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Adios, mofos. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Good night. Hey, uh, speaking of never forget, man, I'll never forget the guys that did uh, these TV appearances and press conferences where they would be standing off stage. Uh, they would put a mask on, take seven steps to the podium, and then just like s- fucking make a big show of taking it off. Oh yeah, you remember all those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm never gonna forget all that stupid shit, man. Nope. Some of it still continues to this day, by the way. Yep. Nah, the man. theater. Nah, man. I will never be able to scrub that from my memory banks. Nah. Uh, I didn't know that fucking video Twittero. Chidio was the fucking paid situation. Yeah. yeah, that's silly. Why would you do that? We're all forced to have touchscreen, not forced, but many of us have touchscreen phones with cameras on both sides, so. Why uh, Why would you do that, CSB? Why would you pay Twitter for video calls? He's got to be trying it, right? Don't you think? Yeah, maybe. He, seems like, he seems like the, the guy that's uh, pioneering, exploring that, that whole giving money to Twitter thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I do remember the first time I ever made a video call, though. Ooh? Yeah, it was desktop-based. Ooh. Computer. Computer Dora. Wow. Yeah, I don't actually remember. It would probably was just Zoom. Occam's Razor says it was probably... Actually, no, it was Skype. Yeah. And I just It just fucking occurred to me when I thought about it, because I think Zoom's a little bit newer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Skype, though. It was actually Skype. Remember Skype? Yeah, I remember. People used to fuck with Skype. Uh, I think our first Hogsbury appearance was through Skype. You know what? You might be right about that. Might be right about that. <clears throat> yeah, I was a guy who was retarded enough to have like long-term, or excuse me, long-distance uh, girlfriends a couple of number of times. But the, the longest in both time and distance was uh, this girl from Connecticut. Ah, Connecticut. Connecticut. Uh, of course. Place near and dear to my fart. Uh, so I had, you know, met a chick at some Christian powwow uh, youth group situation. We, like, held hands and shit, you know what I mean? So, like, she was pretty much pregnant with my child. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, text. I didn't have a phone then, so I'd, like, uh, often borrow my friend's phones to call her or text her from. Oh, my god! When they had nights and weekends and shit, you know? Gross. Yeah. It was pretty fucking pathetic. Uh, but I did have a couple of video calls with her, which was my first time I ever experienced that. So we could like Ooh. sit down in front of the video camera and look at each other and wave and stuff. You know? Naked? Nah, man. Nah, 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 nah. We exchanged some uh, phone pictures once I did get a phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, That's, no, that ain't no, no video call. The, the computer was the family computer in the fucking oh. office. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Skype call. I didn't, you know, like. Yeah, it's just too risky, man. I can't really be getting wild. Yeah, I was like a kid back in the still, day. You know, 
was fucking 16, 15. Probably yeah. 16, I think. Yeah. Then no. we got the laptops with the webcams. Mm. That mixed up the game a little bit. College was a different but time, yeah. You I got never... a dorm, you got a door you can lock, you've got a laptop with a webcam. I remember clicking on the chat roulette, but I never turned my camera on. Ah! I love that. I loved seeing all the dicks mm. popping up. Yeah! <laughs> fucking parade of dicks it's tantalizing that was the uh i thought it was silly that was the tedious part for me but of course yeah but i was like, like wow look at that one how many of these i gotta fucking flick through to find even a person i don't even give a shit nah, like, it's just a like, parade I'm, of cops i'm not even trying to find a naked lady at this point i'm just trying to find a fucking person's face <laughs> and not a floppy dick in my camera yeah what the fuck and then once you found them you would get bombarded by the dicks oh my god didn't even matter uh, but yeah, I never used my laptop webcam. Mm. Yeah, the phone thing was the first for me. Pretty smart. <laughs> At least it was with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, whew. Yeah, whew. <laughs> no foldering and blackmail coming my way yet. Oh, boy. Yeah. Someone, imagine someone threatening me with my nudes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, hilarious proposition. <laughs> they are value for value, baby. Uh, this next caller is a big believer in the value for value process. These bowlers. This is Laren. Just hey, got Laren. off work. What's up, Laren? There's a good cell phone reception for being out in the woods. You sound crystal clear, um, my anyway, man. Anyway, uh, not too sure what the first time topic is. I just know I popped on the screen to hear some lady talking about marijuana psychosis. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Or whatever funny terms they have in order to try to keep you on, you know, pill mill drugs. Yep. Uh, I personally right now am going through a lack of marijuana psychosis. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm I just sorry got off for your work. Loss. It's about a 30-minute drive home, and I can't wait to hit the bowl. Woo! All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, like marijuana psychosis. It's there a real go. thing. I need a bowl. And <laughs> the bowl, bowlers. In love the you. bowl. Have a great day. Peace. Yeah, I love you too, Laren. Yeah. Marijuana psychosis is how you can tell it's working, man. Yeah. <laughs> People, come on, man. That's the good shit. That's common sense, really. Yeah, come <laughs> on, man. What are you, stoning or just kind of fucking playing games with your own head? Come on. I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, what's the next week's going to be? That, well, was, that was my last vocal mail. We had a suggestion uh, from Oystein Berge of the first time I ever rode a motorbike. I like it. First I like time it. I ever I like rode. I calling it a calling it a motorbike, too. Very European. Yes. Yes, indeed. Makes nothing but sense. Uh, let's do it. All right. There we go. Yeah. So next week, we want to hear about the first time you ever rode a motorbike. All you have to do is pick up your phone and call 816-607-3663. Or text. Or send a picture. Yeah. Or uh, whatever. All of the above. Yeah. Video call. The limit, the limit Why not? does not exist, you know? Uh, yeah, do it up. That leaves one uh, item of business still left on the docket. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling instead of getting on a plane and trying to travel somewhere that way. Yeah. Because it seems silly at this point in time. I've given it up for the 40-year lint that they do when you turn 33. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. No flying. till mm. I'm... 73. Mm. And then it'll be your own private plane. That's right. With the grandbabies. <laughs> I'll be flapping my fucking wrinkly skin arms. 
flying around that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Icarus style. Get out of my way. I'm taking off. Oh, boy. I can see it now. Clear as day. Well, some passengers on a Japan A&A plane didn't see this coming. Uh, they had to turn around and go back to Tokyo after a 55-year-old man decided to bite a flight attendant. And I mean teeth fully sunk in. Yeah. Turn that bitch-ass plane around. I've had uh, dreams about biting flight attendants. Yeah? Yeah. How do they go? <laughs> They're bi- uh, quite bitey. Oh. Yeah. Where are you biting? Like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> the chompers you got there. Yeah, there you go. I got the old chompy grinders over here. <laughs> the old chomp and grind. Uh, I don't know. I like nibbling and biting for pleasure, but like a rando person yeah, working right, their yeah, job, yeah. I'm... I would have to be in a really weird way to find myself, but like they'd have to physically assault me, and then maybe I would do it in self defense. Wait till lunch break, at least, my man. Yeah, right. Let her get off that clock, you know. Yeah, this guy was fifty five years old, and they did turn the plane around, and go all the way back to Tokyo. Oh my god! Uh, and then you know he had to be talked to. I'm not sure if he was arrested or not, but he says he doesn't remember doing it, no. and he's sticking with that story. So. I don't know. (laughs) Sir, we have it on camera. Yeah. Uh, This is real bad news for Japan because they have had four incidents with their airlines over the past two weeks that made headlines. Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody's got it out for Japan, huh? Oh, yes. Oh, I think it's planes all over the place. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's lots of weird stuff happening (laughs) with planes. Like, I saw a um, passenger on a flight notice that there was a... Like a wing nut missing or something before takeoff. They're like, hey, that's not screwed in properly. We should not be leaving. Oh and then God. that saved everyone's lives. Wow. Uh, yeah. Just, and you know, you saw the door like fly off or whatever. Good eye, Bill. Recently. Good eye. Was that a Japanese plane? Well, that was an American plane. No, that was an American plane. But I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. The plane attack. It's bad news for planes right now. That's yeah, fine for me, man. I was, I was on the fuck planes train way fucking forever ago, man. Yeah. As soon as they started looking at your penis every time, the body <sighs> scanners, man. Yeah. I always opted out of those and was a little like tally on a notebook. And then they'd come and feel your balls. That's just too far, damn it. So, yeah, they're in there. You grab them. You fucking make sure. They always squeeze my tits to see if I'm hiding something in there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who can blame That's them? That's a good hiding spot. They look like you're uh, smuggling something. They do. I do, but they've yet to find... They also don't take it seriously. The last time... It's been a long time since I've been on a plane. Uh, but that last time was probably 2016, going down to Florida for the Libertarian Convention. Mm. Back in the old days. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the, I think they called in a lady to do the booby grabbing, and it was the like most gentle, like, like just like a tickle of the fingers. I'm like, you're not going to find what I put in there, but that's fine with me, because... I hey want lady, it. At least to get, get your money's worth, huh? Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to say that to everyone. Come on, squeeze them like you mean it. <laughs> you never had to say that to me. I can tell no, you. No, that. that's true. Not you. Never. Mm. Oh, there was a Michigan man in a not so great situation Uh-oh. this week. He fell into a frozen pond. 
and had uh, just his head and shoulders above ice. 65-year-old man. What do you do? I mean, I guess you just start yelling for help and whatever. Uh, And luckily, someone heard the call and called in for some emergency help. And officers showed up, police officers, which is just not necessarily great news, but at least there's someone there, you know, ready to help. Sure. Uh, And then they're calling in the ambulance and stuff. Um, But they were afraid to go out on the ice because obviously I had cracked under that guy. Uh, But this man had his dog with him, his dog named Ruby. And so the officer just starts talking to him. Hey, uh, you know, like he tried to throw a rescue disc and it missed. And he's like, can you get your dog to come over here? Like I can have the dog bring this to you because dog's lighter, of course, and loves you and wants to save you, but doesn't know how. And dude's like, I'll just call her Ruby. Get me the fuck out of here, you know? Yeah. So he gets, the officer gets Ruby to come over, take the rescue disc, and then the guy calls her back over. Dog brings him the rescue disc. He's able to free himself from the water, get out, and get to the hospital and be okay. Didn't freeze to death that day. All right. Good girl, Ruby. I know. I love good girl stories. Oh, yeah. Those good doggos. Um... Not such a great story, though. I mean, it's it's coming straight in from Philly, so what do you expect? I'm going to make sure I'm sitting down. These two older gentlemen shared a duplex. So there's just a wall between them. And they didn't exactly get along for a myriad of reasons. They had been feuding for years. Red alert. Red Red alert. alert. Yeah. I think so. There is a gay guy. You know there's a gay guy. Gay alert. Gay alert. Yep. Red alert. Gay- I mean, yeah. And so over the years that they had been living here, one guy was 62 years old, for example. <laughs> uh, they had called the police a handful of times. Ugh. The cops knew these guys didn't get along. And so at some point, Mr. Wallace... 62-year-old man, removed a screen from a window in Mr. Casey's home and opened the unlocked window as Casey was eating dinner on a Sunday night. And they had a verbal confrontation. <laughs> you know, like, why the fuck are you removing my window? Perhaps you know, you is how it went. Cops, You're acting like a little child, okay? They talked for like 20 minutes, or probably not talked, probably yelled at each other. I love confrontation, bro. I fucking savor it. And one of the topics that came up was, uh, Mr. Casey, I can't stand your snoring. You keep me up at night, and I hate you. I am willing to pay for your nasal surgery so that I don't have to hear your honker squeaking all night long. I will pay for your fucking wood so that I don't have to smell it. Wow, I feel like uh, I know how this is going down. Yeah, this was in Pennsylvania, Philly, Philadelphia. I will pay for your hardwood. And so, you know... I think the guys were like, okay, maybe we can come to an agreement on this. Sure. So Mr. Casey decides, oh, I'll unlock the front door Uh-oh. and uh, let you in. But he was cautious in doing this. He was holding a knife and a stun gun. Okay. <laughs> what he did not realize was that Mr. Wallace also had a large knife on him <laughs> and proceeded to stab him. He got him absolutely first. absolutely going down. Oh my god. Mr. Wallace stumbled out of his house and oh fell about no. 50 feet away. Oh no. Cops were called. 
Cops showed up. Mr. Wallace died at the hospital, but Mr. Casey was taken in. He had self-inflicted wounds to his leg. I think he might have been trying to play a self-defense move here, but uh, ended up, they found out it was just an accidental stab on his own leg. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a maniac, man. Oh, my God. You can't do the shitty neighbor thing. No. If you'd like, just, it's not. Just leave before Mm -hmm. it's an actual issue because the neighbors are, you just can't fuck around there. Yeah. Crazy, dude. It's pretty messed up, really, when you got bad neighbors, how bad it gets quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I can ask. And there were warning signs here for years. (laughs) One of you guys got to move. Once you start yelling at one another, man. And calling the police. The police had been called before. If you have a snap out moment, you got to at least rectify that. You know? Yeah. You can't just keep it like that. Can't go to bed on it. I don't know. It's yeah. pretty dangerous, as you can see. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, someone bought a home in Colorado recently. Yeah, it's nice. Good okay. for them. Yeah. And uh, first day in the house or whatever, going through. Opening up the freezer downstairs because the freezer stayed with the house, like all the appliances. Oh, there's something in the freezer. Hmm, I wonder what that could be. Mm, a tasty treat. Oh, no. A severed head and hands. Oh, no. Not the heads and hands. Yeah, previous homeowner forgot those. Head and hands. <laughs> and, uh, can you imagine? Calling your real estate agent. Yeah, could uh, we look into getting these returned to the previous owner? It's just a severed head and uh, hands situation down here. Yeah, I don't think that's a that's a call to the real estate agent. I think that's full freak out mode at that point in time. <laughs> ah! Ah! What's in the freezer? <laughs> yeah, so they are not releasing many details about this story, but there was an autopsy performed they confirmed it was a human head and hands the investigators have contacted the previous homeowner holy shit and authorities have said they're they don't believe there's an ongoing threat to the community obviously because the previous homeowner that left the head and hands has moved there's a threat to a new community i would say go who they is oh my god (laughs) that's crazy that was that was here when I moved in. Chest freezer. I just never uh, opened it, really. Never thought much about it. Oh, I don't know. That's all I got to say about it. <laughs> I swear I checked that freezer twice. Well, over across the pond in Wales, there was a puppy found wandering around. Little black spaniel mm-hmm. girl. And uh, there's something weird about her, though. She had multiple birth defects. Okay. One of which was six legs. Oh my god. Yeah. And two vulvas. Not great. Not a great start. Okay. And someone abandoned her. I mean. You know? So she's a little mutant dog wandering around all by her lonesome. Yeah. Little insect uh, spaniel. Yeah. And so, of <laughs> course, you know, they're rescue centers. And they were alerted and they got her and they performed a surgery she removed two of her legs, and it was successful, and, and she's doing vulvas. great. Oh, I think she can live with that. <laughs> the sixth I leg, though, I mean. 
Six Flags is a little weird, especially if two, like, did they all work? I don't think so. Yeah, that's very weird. I think it's just like when you have, when you're born with an extra finger, but it's really just like a blob Hmm. on the side of your hand. (laughs) Have you ever seen one of those? I've I've never done an extra finger. I'd do one. (laughs) (laughs) We can take all the extra digits you can get here. But yeah, I don't think they were functioning. So cutting them off was kind of like just cutting off a you know benign cyst or something but i don't know but she's awful cute i will say that gonna make a good little pup for someone someday nice uh probably has already been adopted i mean once a dog hits the news you start getting the phone calls about yeah no doubt i saw that dog i need that dog mm-hmm. oh and someone needed to check their work this week Uh oh. at luke air force base Yeah, there was a jet, an F-35, undergoing routine maintenance work with a uh, three-member team who just so happened to all three fail to complete their toolkit inventory. They restored the jet's engine, but left their flashlight behind, which became ingested by the jet, causing damage beyond repair. A flashlight. Hate it when that happens. Destroying a fourteen million dollar F thirty five engine. I have left flashlights in attics as a handyman for sure. Big oof. Mm-hmm. You know the attic is a forgiving spot. The engine is not so much. Nah, yeah, kind of comes up the works, if you will. Luckily for them, no one was hurt, and just just the jet. But it's all right. They can just write that off and purchase a new one with taxpayer funds i'm sure yeah of course oh boy would you look at this i've got another airline story another plane story for you today this comes from spice jet okay sounds spicy i am not making this up this is a (laughs) low-cost indian airline okay (laughs) i thought i was being trolled (laughs) uh yeah spice jet chutney air it's spicy. Um, <laughs> this incident happened on a Tuesday on a flight going from Mumbai to uh, Bengaluru. And the, it was a short flight, about an hour, 45 minutes, you know, according to the India Express, if you take their journalist's word for it. And this 35-year-old man got up to use the lavatory shortly after takeoff. And when he was done, he found he could not open the door. Yeah. yeah, if it was us, we'd say it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, door's not opening. Yeah. You know what keep, that means. Keep knocking. Stay mad. I don't know what's going on. I <laughs> can't open the door. Um, It's locked on my side, or it's unlocked on my side. I don't know what's... <laughs> no. What happening? <laughs> I don't know. It's not my fault. <gasps> um, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he was stuck in the bathroom, and uh, you know the crew. I think he started pounding on the door and probably yelling for help. And he might have been saying, "Please fucking help me, sir! It's just a guess. And as you can see and hear, there was no help available. What a nightmare. Uh, 
Yeah, he was traumatized. And the crew just kind of threw their hands up and was like, I'm sorry, sir, we are also Indian. We cannot help you. It seems that there is a malfunction with the door lock. And uh, when they they slid a note under to him, because he was in such a panic, I'm sure words just weren't really making sense, as you just heard. And uh, the note said, sir, we tried our best to open the door. However, we could not. Do not panic. We are landing in a few minutes, so please close the commode lid and sit on it and secure yourself. As soon as the main door is open, an engineer will come. Stop shitting and start sitting. <laughs> and uh, that guy got his ass thrown around in that bathroom during imagine. landing. Yeah, yeah that's there's a, no way to avoid that. A bumpy ride. A bumping ride, indeed. And uh, yeah, so he is suing Spice Jet because he's traumatized, dazed, and injured. Bumped around, yeah. Can't bump a guy around. That's just mean. No. No, that's it, this was all in all very poor quality customer service. I would say so. Yeah. Did you receive satisfactory customer assistance? No. No. <laughs> nah, did you say? <laughs> yeah, I got another sucky story. This is a weird week for the lanes, man. Weird week. Uh, there was a train, and it was going uh from. Here to fro in Russia, Russian train here, and uh, the conductor saw a cat on the roof of the train and just you know knocked it off. Get off my train, cat! Yeah. Fucking stray. Turns out it was not a stray. It was actually one of the passengers' pets, and uh, you know. Yeah, his name was Twix. He was a white and ginger tomcat who escaped his carrier. So you're bad, Twix. And the conductor, you know, just was like, ah, shit, we got to go. Get off the train, cat. Landed in the snow. Sub-zero temperatures. House cat. Oh, no. Yeah, doesn't bode well. There was a search and rescue team put together to try and find Twix. Um, but like over a week later, he was discovered frozen to death, uh, perished from severe cold and suffered a number of suspected animal bites. That's, that's what the Associated Press has written. So now... This is kind of a weird turn of events because usually the Twix are better when they're frozen, but... Mm, That's a good point. Not Not this one. Not in this case. No. Still hard to chew though, I guess, either way, seems like. Yeah, it's a tough Twix to swallow. This conductor has a petition against her now that's been signed by 300,000 people calling for her to lose her job. She's getting change.org right up the ass, dude. That's right. And so far, you know, nothing has come of it. But I bet next time she'll probably just say, choo-choo, let's go, and see, you know, let the cat just fall off on its own or whatever. You know who really loves uh, change.org is... uh fucking epson oh really yeah because that's all that happens is like they get the signatures and then they print them off on some printer paper this is a <laughs> you're on to something put them in a wagon and take pictures of it yeah that's the only thing that happens with change.org 
you're right. I know a little bit. The, I know a little thing or two about Chase. They have those cute little pressers, press mm-hmm. events with all the stacks of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Napson's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. More cartridges, baby. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Change is going to come. Just fucking control P that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Print all pages? Yes. <laughs> Jokes on you, we printed it on an HP. <laughs> Whatever. They all rejoice. That's right. Ink was sold. <laughs> ink was spilled. Hey, I saw that there were some boosts that came in. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we had a test toker boost in 420 sats. Hey. Oh, yeah. They said puff, puff, pass via boost CLI. Puff, puff, pass. That's test right. toker received. Thank you, test toker. Appreciate and you. also, our good friend Tuta boosted in. 11.11 sats via fountain saying, hey. I don't approve of that kind of mixing. Oh. You gotta keep them separated. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, that's our like less than 10 seconds. Yeah. Penalty free. <laughs> oh boy. Have you heard of the Chicago rat hole? Not until the, just this second. <laughs> which one, right? But yeah, I mean, the Chicago rat hole. It's like the great Chicago rat hole or like the... Yes. Okay. Yes, apparently. If this is anything like I think what it is, this sounds horrifying. There was... It's probably not. There was a... <clears throat> the shape of a rat... In cement on the sidewalk. <laughs> like a cartoon that ran like through a, the wall. Like a cartoon. The, yeah, like an Acme cartoon just got splatted in there. <laughs> awesome. And it's just like the sprawled out rat hole. Okay. Of the rat's body. Okay. Um, and someone noticed it. Someone with some following. So people started visiting it. Oh my God. I guess it had been there for decades. Mm. This rat in the sidewalk. You know, <clears throat> rat hole. Okay. It's That's a horrible term for it. Um, it's like a rat print yeah. more than a rat hole. Fossil rat, fossil record. Yes. Yeah. Urban fossil. And so <laughs> people have gotten so into this that they get married by the rat. They host events by the rat. It's a place of pilgrimage for some Chicagoans. You know, we got to see the rat print. But someone was unhappy with this. You know, maybe their heel got caught in it and they tripped and fell or something. No, no. Someone was out to get the rat. No. And they filled it in with cement. Oh, no, that sucks. After decades and decades of I this I never even rat. got to see the hole. Well, fear not. Oh? Dedicated residents are doing all they can to scrape out the substance. And it seems that they might have gotten to it before it was dry. Oh, Yes. Yeah. So, the rat shall live on. We should uh, fly Nick the rat out here so he could make a rat hole in like a wall or the ceiling or something. Ooh, I like that idea. That'd be fun. Yeah. A Nick the rat hole. I never knew I needed a rat hole until tonight. Yep, now you know. (laughs) You bowled around and found out. That's right. And my final story for this evening comes from... South Carolina, and bears with it. A clip. Timothy Snipe was taking his dog Roxy out when he noticed her walking towards the woods. She started barking, and I was like, what, what, she's, what she's walking at? And I couldn't figure it out. And in the woods, Roxy could see what Snipe couldn't at the time, a coyote ready to snack on the small pup. The coyote ran out. Instead of her coming towards me, she ran towards the coyote. 
But it didn't take Dumb long dog. before Snipe jumped into action, and his heroic efforts all caught on camera. Coyote jumped on me and put me on my leg, and I wrestled, I wrestled him down. I, I choked him out. Snipe got control of the coyote, picked him up by the tail, and put him in the dumpster until he could get help. He tells me he knows Roxy wouldn't have made it if he wasn't there. I know I would have been all right, even if I had got butt and got rabies or something. I know I could have get treated for him, but if she had got butt, it was over. Snipe went to the doctor and got nine rabies shots. Oof. He says he feels good and will now keep this coyote-proof vest on Roxy when she goes outside. Ah. Snipe says if he had to, he would do it all over again to keep Roxy safe. <laughs> Once you get a pet, you know, they, they, they automatically are part of the family. And that's my girl. That's all girl. So, hey, Roxy. Hey, Roxy. Yeah, you know, you gotta protect your family. Now, this coyote-proof vest that this dog has is rocking. Yeah. I mean, I want one. <laughs> it's black and hot pink, and it's covered with tall studs. Giant spikes. Nice. Ain't nothing messing with this chihuahua now. <laughs> Tell you what. That's the way to be. Oh, man. Oh, man. No in the books, baby. That's right. Thanks for playing along. Uh, thanks to all the bowlers streaming along, calling along, own casting along, whatever we happen to be doing these days. We appreciate you. We love y'all. Hope to see you back uh, for another one. But between now and then, please join us. Battle of Douchebags, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday after No Agenda. The big show wraps up. We'll be taking over. Lorian and myself, Mary-Kate Ultra make heroism. With her seat sitter, that's the impartial coordination referee. Uh, vote for the douchiest of all the douches, and may the douchiest douche win. Throughout it all, you know I will remain Sir Spencer Wolfkin City. And I will always be your Dame DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Come to my fucking door. And I'll fight you. Oh, you know what? You're fired, bud. Ta-ta there, return. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? None of this is good. None, none of this is good. I mean, come on. It's never going to be anything interesting. There's all kinds of weird shit. We all listen. Uh, I'm not God. I don't have all the answers. Sha! Sha! Lots of weed. I like the pot much better. She is stoned. That laugh is a stoner's laugh. Yeah. 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 Value. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how bad you sound? Yes. Most indeed. Uh, I mean, yes. Bowl after bowl, feeling sick. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl.com. <laughs> <laughs>